Hi, this is Mark Myers, the director of My Friend Dahmer. We summon the darkness and human capital, and you're listening to the Horror Squad podcast. To the Horse Pod podcast. This is episode number 168. Tonight we're talking about the House on Haunted Hill 1959 and 1999 versions. Uh, we got your usual people. I'm one of your co hosts, Todd. We have Samantha, also known as Halloween Happy, Steve, Flipping the Nerd, and Joe from Joe's House of Horror. Ladies and gentlemen, or lady and gentlemen, how are we tonight? fantastic i'm excited to talk some classic horror because this is like i think the first time we've ever reviewed something like super old so yeah i'm uh i'm definitely excited and i hope we do more because it was uh it was a nice uh throwback definitely for sure and it's i haven't watched something that old in a long time so it was uh you'll hear my thoughts later but it was uh it was a good feeling it was a good change definitely yeah, and thanks to Weezer Face for uh, recommending it to us. She's uh, been pushing us to do a classic, so we finally had a kind of a break in new films, and we decided to check it out, and it was cool. It was, it was a fun one. But, I, I Joe, I'm going to call you out right off the bat here. You watched it in color? I did. I watched the colorized version of it, which I didn't realize. Wow, you and, you and Todd really went at me for it, which I was surprised. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen the black and white version before, so I was like... Uh, and I, you know, I searched it and the colorized version popped up first. So I was like, oh, that could be like a different like look at it. So I decided to watch it that way. Um, and I'll save my thoughts to let, and let you know if I thought it was better or worse. And I kind of wanted to watch the color version too, um, just because I always like to see what color they use for like the palette and stuff like that and what picks up better with black and white film so i wanted to see the color one for that reason yeah it's yeah. cool that amazon had both versions available mm-hmm. yeah i don't tu- usually see that yeah. tu- tubi did as well oh that's cool yeah yeah I- i've seen both versions as well it's actually part of my review uh which version i preferred but i will say that i'm impressed by their colorized version like i i, I don't see how they do it so well. Like I'm lo- looking to see like how the colors blend and everything. And it's really impressive. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was definitely different, but I don't want to say too much. Cause like, I know we're going to be like talking about it uh, later on, but uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would recommend people checking out. I thought it was like a nice, uh, something different for sure. It, it definitely changed a little bit of uh, just the feel of the movie. So yeah. Yeah, Looks like sure. Tubi has the uh, spoof version of it too. Yeah, they do the uh, riff tracks, yeah, which right. of course, yeah, which Mystery Science Theater three thousand people. I don't know. I don't like that they're spoofing like popular and like movies that aren't bad though. Like I know they've been doing that a lot recently, but like, what's the point? I'm not sure. Um, but I gotta say, I'm very excited this week um, because a good friend of mine just released his first novel. And I'm only getting it on Monday, unfortunately, but uh, I'm excited to read it. So, uh, Todd, you want to tell us about uh, your book that uh, just came out? Yeah, uh, I'll preface this by saying that it's been a while since I did anything like original, like YouTube videos or anything like that. And I forgot how uh, how brave slash mean people can be online when, when they're behind their keyboards. So I'm like, damn. But um, 
no, it's cool. It's, it, it was just a, like, it's been a bucket list out of my mind to see, you know, write a story or whatever, get it out there. Cause I don't know. It sounds pretty cool. And it's pretty fun doing it. Um, so I'm not expecting to like be like, I'm not quitting my day job. Let's just put it that way. Um, so it's called Killer Santa Christmas story story. It's about a gentleman named Jordan who's uh, I, I guess he's just like a, a political outcast, not political, a uh, social outcast. And he doesn't get along with anybody. He's really like greaseball head and things like that. And he just has this weird obsession where he wants to be Santa Claus. And he finally gets his courage to try out at the local church. And those guys are assholes and it um, sets them on edge and he stops taking his medication and ends up killing a lot of people. So Killer Santa on Kindle for the digital people and then paperback on Amazon. Um, so yeah, it was fun to do. So I, I had a lot of fun making it. Yeah, that's so awesome. What did the person say? Oh, just, uh, I mean, not to get waste too much time on it, but it's so bad that they're not even going to waste their time reviewing it. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank you. Lame. Yeah, so it is what it that's, is. That's the internet for you though, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. People suck, man. No yeah, they do. It, it's like, I, whatever. It's just one of those things where you're like, man, I would, personally, I would never like go on someone's thing, especially if they made something like a YouTube video or, um, you know, short or even when we do movies here, you always try to find something positive, right? Even if you hated the movie, like, um, like I didn't like Wrong Turn, but I thought Damien was awesome in it, you know what I mean? So it's just crazy how brave and people can be online when they don't like see you face to face. It's just one of those bad things about our world right now, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was fun. It was fun writing it. I had a lot of good times. Awesome. Well, maybe they'll they'll buy the script for the uh, Silent Night Deadlight remake. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be, be cool. It'd, it'd be you a good like a, it'd be a good like full moon thing, like really low budget. Yeah. Like terrible actors and like just over the top gore. I think that would be perfect. Like full moon or like a trauma kind of thing, not like a you know higher budget than that stuff. You, you think it's something maybe like eventually when you get a little bit of money you can throw away, you could you'd make a little movie about it or something. No, because we've talked about this before, and Steve can back me up. It's really hard to get people that are interested in stuff like that, yeah, and to take it seriously. So you end up wasting a lot of time corralling people, and it's just not worth it anymore. Plus, like with that stuff, you have to really start spending money to have, you know, a better product. You know, for like you know special effects and things like that. Mm-hmm. But with like writing stuff, you really just limited to what you can type. So probably not. All right. Well, cool. Well, everyone, yeah, everyone make sure to go check out Todd's book, Amazon and paper. It's paperback too now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't believe like how quick you're like, you know, all of a sudden last week, you're, oh, it's out and yeah, it's on paperback and Monday I'm more like in Canada, I'm getting my copy of it. It's like, <laughs> damn, that, that was, uh, that was fact. How, how was it to get it on paperback? It's, um, it's super easy actually. Like if you do Kindle direct publishing um, through Amazon, like anyone can do it really. You obviously have to pass like a, like I can't be writing about how I hate like minorities or something, you know what I mean? So they like, they, um, um, they vet through that stuff. But other than that, as long as you don't have any weird, crazy sex stuff or racist stuff, you can just get on there and they take, uh, obviously take money from you for every sale or a print. But yeah, anyone like, so if you guys are like anyone out there has an itch and they want to try it, it's very obtainable. Just like making movies is now opposed to 15 years ago, you get a camera, you can put a thing on YouTube right now if you want to. So don't be discouraged if you got like a creative itch or something, go knock it out. And I'll review it and be nice. (laughs) I'll send you one. I I ordered some. uh, Will you sign some if people send it to you? Yeah. You should sell some of them signed. I mean, I don't, I'm not 
doing it for that though it was just like a fun project you know why not but some people might want a little note you know a little like hanging there a little a little like christmas list like i don't know did they make the good li the naughty list or the good <laughs> list yeah if you if you're mean jordan will come kill you let's just put it at that all right um all right you guys ready to get in some questions let's do it all right, you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast, or you can send us a message on our Discord, which all you have to do is uh, message any one of us or our official pages, and we'll send you a link to that. Always a good time in there, so I highly recommend it. The first uh, series of questions comes to us from Chuck, Captain Amazing. He says, do you ever get upset with each other when uh, they do not agree with your views on a movie during review? Nah. No, definitely not. I mean, that's like the beauty of this podcast. We all have different opinions and we all bring it. And yeah, I mean, I, I, do, I do get mad with people's like ridiculous opinions online sometimes, which I, <laughs> I probably shouldn't. Like I like just get like, I'm in like so many hard groups that like people will just write the most like ridiculous stuff. And I'm just like, oh, it makes me want to pull my hair out. You know, that like the original Halloween movie is trash ash and stuff like that i'm like are you joking me like who who comes up with this shit but yeah as far as like you guys no not at all yeah it'd be boring if we agreed on everything yeah yeah if we all just said like yeah i liked it and that was it and but yeah as far as online goes i think people a lot of like halloween is not a bad movie you know what i mean from any perspective i think people say that just to rile people up to be honest with you or to be edgy or whatever it is what about you, Sam? Are you mad at us when we... I'm really mad. No. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm not mad. I don't know. When people... I guess when people are a little too critical and it's like, well, what can you do? Like, what would you do with this budget or what would you do with the story? Like, if you're going to, like, tear it apart, like, in a shitty way, that can kind of be a little annoying. But no, never mad or anything. And just like how Joe said, it's mostly just the general horror community that I feel like is a little too harsh, but I don't have to put up with them. So it's fine. Yeah. And don't, don't attack people personally too. That's always super weird. Like if they don't like the new Halloween and they like send death Twitters, it's like, what are you doing, so man? Similar. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it totally is. Uh, same thing for me. I mean, if you guys, have a huge discrepancy between my thought and your thought if anything i'm more interested to talk to you because i want to know like why right so i think it's even more fun than us just agreeing on everything um as far as the you know outside horror community i mean yeah it it it, it makes me only mad when i know it's someone just doing it essentially for clout like oh it comes from this company so it's gonna suck and i don't know some people just rub me the wrong way it's just fucking watch a movie enjoy it for what it is and you know mm -hmm. give your opinion but come on just there is someone on our discord i i think it might be it's either i always confuse them it's either horror fan ryan or uh rise horror corner is that the th two of them yeah they're the i always confuse them so s sorry uh but one of them wrote the other day that like they hated the blair witch project and then like a couple hours later they wrote how like they hated the witch and then like two hours later, they wrote that they hated the Puppet Master movies. And it just like totally Yeesh. broke my heart. It like totally broke my heart. I'm like, oh, you're like breaking my heart heart right now because I love all three of those. Um, but hey, that's the beauty of it. We all have differing opinions. You know, you know, it's super weird too how fast the community turns on 
people or studio like you know blumhouse was doing really good stuff putting out lower budget films and now that they're doing more people are like oh it's blumhouse it's automatically not going to be good it's like mm-hmm. since when like it's very right. like they can uh, flip the switch and turn on stuff really quickly which is yeah. always odd really I feel odd. like that's how most fandoms are unfortunately yeah, it's true is there like a romantic comedy convention there's or is it like <laughs> I, know there, I know there's sci-fi and stuff but I never heard of like a romantic or like an action con yeah, or comedy con or I mean action's pretty big though. I mean you get like Stallone and Schwarzenegger and stuff. I mean they might Imagine have cons, that. but Ooh, that'd be cool. Like yeah, <laughs> I know uh, who I think Stallone did a con and he charged like five hundred bucks an autograph or something like Jeez. that. Yeah, yeah, it's four fifty. Wow, was, yeah, uh, ridiculous. Whoa. Meanwhile, Schwarzenegger was like a hundred. <laughs> so That's he did awesome. a con. He did a con when he did that. Uh, not last year or the year before he did oh, a couple cons shit. in a row uh i really regret not getting his autograph through a service but yeah it's uh wow that'd be cool yeah for sure and i yeah, think like a bruce willis one that'd be that'd be tight yeah mm. i don't think he does <laughs> no he <laughs> doesn't he doesn't really like acting for some reason like it, it I mean, seems like he doesn't like acting right i always or, hear or people. I always, <laughs> I always, yeah i was gonna say i always hear stories that he's kind of a, a prick in real life but i mean that's just what i've heard what i've read did, right. did you watch the behind the scenes on Sixth Sense, Steve, with uh, Bruce? Yeah, where he's kind of like Henri to Shyamalan is like, right? Yeah, yeah. Taking it's... direction is like, whoa, okay. Yeah, right. That's uh... <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, next question from Chuck: In an eating contest, who would win, and why is it Sam? Are we in ass or are we in like hot dogs? Because <laughs> oh. Joe's win the ass competition. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, Sam. Sam loves her food. She's definitely winning the eating contest. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> she, she, I was like, I, I heard you didn't. I just see you didn't laugh, so I knew you didn't hear the question. Go, Steve, repeat it for. Her. Yeah. Um, in an eating contest, who would win, and why is it Sam? <laughs> Are you trying to shame me? <laughs> no, you love your food. You're always talking food on the podcast. Okay, look. Food is amazing. It's the best thing ever. I always tell Joe, I'm like, why can't I just get paid to eat? Like, why can't that just be my life of where Joe feeds me and that's it? Like, he's like a feeder. Isn't that like a thing? Maybe instead of uh, trying to solicit feed pics, you could uh, do mukbangs or whatever they call it. What is a mukbang? Oh, when people eat? People eat on camera and like let the sounds like, (laughs) you bought a new mic, so it'd be a perfect time to mukbang it up. That's That's true. Who would, a, who would come into second place? I don't know. I feel like Joe can actually eat a lot too. He eats. I can. I can definitely binge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I can eat a whole large pizza, no problem. Well, I that's eat, nothing. I can. I mean, oh, like, I can eat 12 tacos. Oh, <laughs> like, so what? That's nothing. That's, yeah. I, that's an appetizer. I can eat a lot of sweets though. Have you guys ever done a food challenge at a restaurant? No, I should though. I would. I bet I would do good at Taco Bell or like on the border. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys remember Amy from Amy's uh, autopsy report. Like she used to make fun of me because I would always tell her how um, when I lived back in Wichita, I used, it was really bad. I'd go through the drive-through probably at least like twice a day. It was gross. Uh, and um, I would. Poops. What? Get the poops. <laughs> no, not. I actually don't get the poops like like that. Like from eating food. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So when I would order, (laughs) I would 
order from Taco Bell, I would order like two combo meals and I would act like they were for two different people. So I would get two separate drinks. So the guy didn't know it was all for me. And I'd be like, um, can I get Pepsi on the one? And then what do you want? Um, Dr. Pepper. He and knew. Then, <laughs> then also when I would go to on the border, I would order like um, from the catering menu for like rice and queso. And they're like, that's like the catering size. Like you want a quart of queso and a quart of rice. And I'm like, yes, please. Um, I just love food probably a little more than I should, but this isn't therapy. So it's fine. <laughs> well, you got to watch the movie feed. Cause I talked about it on the podcast, but that's exactly what the movie is it's about this woman like the guy has like a fetish where he just feeds women and but it's like the lady's like 800 pounds and she's just in bed and he just he feeds her like you know fried chicken and pizza and it's just like his fetish is just to get her as fat as humanly possible and like until she like basically dies he like feeds her to death and he like takes pictures and videos the movie is bonkers i think you know what honestly it might be free uh let me see here that's crazy. And I just want to say, like, I'm not just eating all day, guys. I like to talk about food. I feel like I talk more about food than I'm actually eating. <laughs> I wish I could just eat it all and life would be fine. And there's no consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, feed is not free. I'm sorry. It's on Prime. <laughs> it's on Prime for $4, but it came out in 2005. It's $4. <laughs> you know how many tacos I could buy with that? <laughs> It's 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 a weird one if you're if you want to watch a weird one that's I, that's definitely one I would check out. I think I, I think I might have given it three out of five on Letterboxd. The, the top review on Letterboxd says somebody needs to slap the shit out of me for watching this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an odd one that's for sure. Um, all right, uh, Chuck's last question. Nowadays, you see shirts or other horror pictures that have many characters on them and usually including classic slashers, but they always throw in a modern character. Is there a modern character that fits? A nun, for sure, I think. Throw the nun on there. With slashers? Oh, slashers. I was thinking in general. I'm thinking I mean, just it's Sam, maybe. I was, I'd say art. I mean, art, I know. Yeah. yeah. Art, art, too. Yeah. I would, I, I would do art. I mean, I know he hasn't maybe earned his stripes yet, but he's fucking... He has with the fans, it seems like, so... Yeah, I, I just saw a NECA figure today of... Uh, is really? it NECA? I uh, know oh. trick or trick or treat. Uh, trick or treat, yeah. Yeah. Just put, are putting out a figure of art, so it's really cool. Actually, I think I'm gonna pick it up. Yeah, it's a 12 inch figure. It's a nice. Did you guys interview him? We did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, me, and uh, Todd did. Yep, a long time ago. We we could probably bring it back honestly for Terrifier 2 or the director, uh, Damian Leone. Director director was cool. I remember that interview. Mm-hmm. It was a good interview. I I think Sam is probably the modern character that would fit the most with slashers. Uh, but he only has one movie too, right? So yeah and not only that he's only in really one segment of a movie so right and art art technically has two right because he was in all Hallows. well he's three right isn't he in two all Hallows? was he in the second one i don't think he was in the sequel no in the first i I, I could be wrong but man that that figure is freaking cool yeah it's pretty awesome Ooh, 130 bucks though (laughs) yeah yeah, but Jeez, it's, it's, it's big though. It's like that the Michael Myers one I have, Sam, the big one. Oh, it is okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's 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 twelve inch, so it's you know it's good size. Cool. All right. Next question is from Horror Fan Ryan. What genre of horror do you believe is the hardest to make a great film of? Ghost, maybe. I don't know. I feel like that's the one that um, 
I'm not drawn towards anymore as much as I used to be. I didn't hear what you say. Um, ghost. Oh, like ghost movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Oh man, I don't know. I. I that's tough. I, I guess like psychological, like like a psychological type one. Because if if it, you don't like have the story right, it's just not gonna hit you the same way. Whereas at least like in ghost movies and slashers and stuff like that, you know, yeah. you have like your blood, your guts, your jump scares, your gore and stuff like that, that you can rely on. But with like a psychological type movie, it all depends on the story. So I'll go with That's that. That's a good point. I'm going creatures, man, because they seem to ruin it with like a, like a CGI for some reason lately, you know, and it's, it's a shame that can, that takes you out of the film. And then I was thinking vampires too. Like I, I like my vampires scary and bloody and stuff. And then unless it's interview with the vampire, which works, you know, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt being like handsome guys, or whatever. Like, I don't want them to be like clean cut and chilling out. I want them to be like vicious creatures, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll talk about the effects I'm sure on the house on haunted Hill remake a little yeah, later. We, we certainly will. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I agree with Sam. See, it's funny. Ghosts, I find there are a lot of them, but a lot of them suck. But when they're good, they're really good. But they're not good often, so it's like, I don't know. Uh, the thing with Ghosts is that it almost, not always, but almost always has to be kind of CGI or at least some kind of uh, camera trickery because if they're not translucent, then, you know, is it really a ghost? Uh, I don't know. I like stuff like Insidious and Conjuring, they do physical people and it is really scary but i don't know it's just it's not done well often unfortunately other than those two series conjuring and insidious so i I like the ghosts where like you're talking about like a physical person but they turn around their head's gone or something like in six sense Mm -hmm. yeah that was really cool yeah uh all right so next question comes to us from weezer face she says classic horror mary fuck kill vincent price peter cushing and christopher lee Ooh, you got to marry Vincent Price, the guy you know, legend, and he's handsome. Uh, then I got I'm fucking Christopher Lee. Uh, for the same reason, just another legend, and I love the lot of movies he's in. And I'm not gonna lie, Peter Cushing is probably the one I, I probably know the least about and of. I mean, obviously I know him, but I didn't watch like a ton of his older stuff, so uh, I'll kill him just for that reason. Yeah, I um, Vincent. You have to marry Vincent Price, right? I mean, it's just it's Vincent Price. Uh, I would kill Christopher Lee, and I would fuck Peter Cushing because you want more Cushing for the pushing. Who are you banging? Um, I'll marry Vincent, of course. He is very handsome, or well, he was. Um, who are the other two? I would kill Christopher, and then who was the third guy? Peter, Peter Cushing. Cushing. Yeah, I guess. Fuck him. Ooh. Ooh, get it. Ooh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna kill Christopher Lee because I think he'll kill you first. He's a you know people that don't know he's a veteran of freaking World War II. Um I'm gonna marry Peter Cushing though, because he's got like the he's got a, a presence. He's raw, raw power from Star Wars. Everyone knows him from his uh, role in that. And then Vincent Price, I'm just taking him out to dinner and we're gonna talk and then I'm gonna take him back to the car and see what happens. Yeah. Right. I, you know, I think we've done one Christopher Lee movie and one Vincent Price movie now, but no Cushing movies. If I, I could be we wrong. We did Sleepy but... Hollow, which was yes, Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee. 
Um, yep. And then tonight's movie for Price. And yeah, I don't think we've done anything with Cushing. I could hmm. be wrong. But. Interesting. We've, we've talked about a couple of what watched with Cushing. He, he was in the Tales from the Crypts, the original anthology. Yeah. Yep. I think he was. Um, all right. So her next question. Why do you think people tend to shy away from older films? And why do you think the Universal Monster movies tend to uh, be the exception? Everyone expects you to have seen those, but rarely venture to other horror films of the same era. Yeah, I think it's just people don't like watching older movies, you know, right? There's like so much new stuff out there. It's like, why go back and watch stuff that doesn't look as good, quite frankly? Even though, like, God, the way they restore, restore movies nowadays, I mean... Even like the colorized version of House on Haunted Hill. I mean, it looked great for a movie that was made in 1959. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like laziness. Just people don't want to go back and quality. Like it's my like my brother. He has never seen the original Halloween. He's only seen the Rob Zombie version. And he's 23. So like, I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But it's just like, yeah. Actually, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> i mean it does when you're that young like uh, he, he's not a horror horror fan though right no he's no he's not i mean yeah for like mainstream stuff it makes sense that people see tcm remake instead of original um i don't know like uh, there's some great stuff you're missing out if you don't watch you know like last man on earth vincent price is a really good one and these character actors too like christopher lee and um you know vincent price things like that they're freaking amazing so I don't know. There's something about Black and White that just looks great too. It's I don't know. Just something about it. I was telling Joe after we watched, even though it was the color version, um, just like I do tend to. I wish that I just I don't know. I feel like I want to watch the older films more often. And I was telling Joe, I was like, um, I can't wait until like our bedroom gets all like spooky and stuff so that way I can just put on like an old movie and watch it and I want to get more into it um, but I feel like with the universal monsters I think it's just because it's so popular and no offense but I feel like people just kind of jump on it like I think they say that they're crazy about the universal monsters but they're really not it's just something easy to kind of latch on to to be like oh I'm a horror fan um but that's just my opinion. What do I know? I, I think it's a case of out of sight, out of mind. Um, mm -hmm. There's merch for the Universal Monsters. So people still watch the Universal Monsters because people feel almost like an obligation to find out where these monsters come from. Um, as far as the movie version of those monsters, because obviously they're mostly from books. But um, I think that's why the Universal Monsters get more love than anything else uh, previous era it's kind of like music's the same thing you know people know about like the beatles and elvis but not a ton of people listen to stuff pre-1960 it's just yeah it's just the way it is you know it's uh out of sight out of mind we, we we tend to focus on movies of our generation and maybe our parents generation because they expose us to it but anything above that people tend to kind of forget about um i know a ton of people who refuse to watch anything black and white let alone anything pre-1960 um, and it's a shame, like you guys said, it's, it, there's such, there's so many great films of that era. Now, once in a while, I try to always like, every few months I get the inkling to watch like three or four in a row, you know, um, and just kind of go through a library, but I'm as guilty as anyone of it. You know, it's, uh, it's, I've got to be in a really particular mood to watch something, uh, older. Um, it's just the way it is. You know? 
Yeah, it's very similar to the argument with foreign, you know, foreign horror films too. It's just like, you know, people don't want to read and some people don't, you know, want to go back and watch black and white. So, yeah. Yeah, my, my wife is totally in that category. Uh, when So she tends to watch the reviews with me uh, that we do on the podcast. But if it's black and white or foreign, forget it. She won't watch it. It's just without even like thinking about it. It's no, that's that's a no from me. So um, it's just the way <laughs> yeah. it is. You know what my favorite thing is about watching these old movies though is going on the IMDb trail. Like I, I looked at every single cast member from this movie today to see like you know when they passed away, what movies they worked on, and a lot of like man, you, you see some tragic stories. Cause, I mean, people live longer now, so like I think one of the cast members, the uh, Ruth, I think her name was the main girl. Mm, yeah, she she killed herself yeah, um, shortly after too, if I remember few years yeah and then uh the main guy the test pilot he uh, died of a multiple heart attacks and i think he was like 50 or something like that so it's like mm-hmm. damn but yeah you see and then you see someone that's like died in two, 2010 you're like holy crap it's a long run so it's really cool seeing their filmography um and seeing all like you know their little life stories and stuff that's fun yeah did you happen to look at uh, the director like i didn't really look at castle uh, yeah is he like what has he done yeah he was like the um kind of like a lloyd kaufman of the era like okay. Making really low budget horror movies. He did 13 Ghosts, the original. Uh, he did this, a movie called Maniac that, you know, precursor to the Maniac we all know. I don't I don't think it's direct descendant or whatever, but um, yeah, low budget stuff. Nice. It's amazing when you watch old films, you'll see like things that come up that you think is original from like a later movie, but you find out that it's actually not at all. And it was uh, yeah, like either the same. Comp- right. Exactly. The, no one thinks about the original thing, right? They always think uh, Carpenter is the original thing, but Carpenter is actually the first remake. And then there's the other remake in 2011. So yeah, that's just one of those things, I guess. Even The Shining, Kubrick stole slash borrowed a lot of stuff right. directly from, I forget what it was, but like shot for shot almost like, holy crap, like of a silent film. You're like, geez. Yeah. Um, all right. So next one comes to us from Rise Horror Corner. If you were stranded on an island and could bring three movies with you, doesn't have to be horror, which three would you choose? I'd go Halloween, the original, Jaws, and Billy Madison. Yeah, Billy Madison. We have Veronica Vaughn in House of Haunted Hill remake tonight, so. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Fair about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I would go Goodfellas, because Goodfellas is like my all-time favorite uh, movie and I love mob movies in general. Uh, second, I think I would go Shawshank Redemption because that's like another one. I know Steve as well. That's just an amazing movie. Uh, and then third, you know, I gotta stick go with my horror roots here, and I think I'd go The Shining just because I feel like you could like really delve into the uh, theories and stuff like that with that. And if you're on a desert island, you know, you need something to preoccupy your mind. So I, I think all three of those would be good. Uh, for sure. Nice. Let's go uh, original Die Hard. Highly quotable, awesome action movie. Let's go original Predator for the same exact reasons, just different kind of star. You got Arnold. You can't go wrong with Arnold. Um, and then let's uh let's throw something random in there. Let's do the Zack Snyder Justice fucking hours long, mm-hmm. and you can spend four hours of your island time watching that movie. But I mean, we have power, I'm assuming, so that's good. Maybe get a mini fridge too. Um, this is tough. So if I was if I was gonna put other genres besides horror, 
equal with horror. I would do Halloween for sure, um, Clueless, and then throw in some little sappy loveness, and I would bring Serendipity. Nice. Um, I would go Dawn of the Dead, the original. Um, I would go Ghostbusters and Pirates, I think would be my third the one. The Caribbean? No, the porno. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're, you're alone on an island. I mean, why not, right? It's uh, very true. Very Pirates true. Is I, the por- I'm lost here. What is that? It, it, it's the it's highest good. grossing porn of all time. Yeah, they had. Uh, they legit wow, had. They legit had it at my blockbuster. I remember that. Like, yeah, I don't. Is it a strange, spoof? I thought is they it a spoof on Caribbean? It is. Yeah. Okay, uh, that makes sense. It, it's got all the biggest like porn stars <laughs> of that age, and it's like super high budget. Johnny Deep. Oh, wow, yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's got the girl from um. Her name's, I think her name is Janine. She she was the cover girl for the Blink-182 album. You know, for, uh, <laughs> oh, she's a yeah. nurse. What's she uh, doing these days? Uh, yeah. She's like a meth head, I think, or something. No, is she? <laughs> no, I, like, I think I saw her. Uh, she got arrested recently, and like her uh, mugshot got put out online, and like everyone was like, oh, my God. Like, how, look how old like we are now. <laughs> like, she does not look the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... We, we used to sell it at our store for a hundred dollars and I, oh I always i always sold out like it, it, i couldn't Holy keep it on the shelf shit. wow uh, it was my second highest seller ever behind only the one night in paris which uh, <laughs> I, I bought that at a horror con actually one night in paris, one night in paris? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah another hilarious. another hundred dollar movie that just fucking flew off the shelf oh, now wow. this is pre uh kardashian like, uh yeah it's pre-kardashian but i pick paris over kardashian every oh, yeah, time me too um but it's but it's post pamela because that that was mm. the first one i remember uh but this is like pre when it, this is when internet was still like kind of getting going you know so that's, right. why, that's why people would buy it i think no one would buy that yeah movie, like, back today. when you had to like if you wanted to watch a porn online you had to like read the description it. <laughs> <laughs> It took you. It took like fifteen hours, and then you go to watch it, and it wasn't even porn. It was just like 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 a fucking uh, a Home Alone or something like that. And you're like, no. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So next one is from Frightmare Collective, which is a great group. Uh, go check them out on social media. Uh, any major phobias for the squad members? Sharks. Yeah, for me, it's heights. I. I'm like really scared of like heights, but to us, to us, it's like a very specific thing. Like, uh, like I could be like up like a thousand feet, but as long as like I'm secure and there's like a railing and stuff like that, but like put me on like a 25, 30 foot extension ladder where it's like super wobbly and stuff like that. And I, my knees start to shake and I, I get a little nervous. So, yeah. What about you, Sam? None come to mind. I guess probably heights. Joe's beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does need some. some it's looking good. I think it's looking pretty thick. Yeah, it's funny. So I'm also heights, I would say, but very, another like Joe, it's it's very specific circumstances. Uh, only interior heights. So if I'm outside, I can go up as high as whatever, and I'll never at all like feel anything. But when there's a really high ceiling and I have to go up for whatever reason. So a good example is that is I used to take swimming lessons when I was a kid 
and I couldn't go to like the the last diving board, which was the highest diving board, because I'd be so afraid of being that close to this to the ceiling. And it was funny because for to pass our exam to go up to the next level of swimming lessons, you had to go off the third diving board. And I was the only one who was afraid to go up, but I was the first one volunteering to go down. Whereas everyone was the opposite, like they'd have no problem going up, but they were super scared to go down. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was tough, man. I couldn't do it. Now I, I can do it today because I have enough, like, I guess, mental control, but I'll definitely have that, like, you know, feeling in my throat of, uh, I don't like this. <laughs> you guys get the ball tingles? The ball tingles? No. <laughs> you don't get the ball tingles? Oh, Joe, no. do you get the ball tingles? Um, I know what you're referring to. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Next questions from Jared Jams it says, what's your favorite Vincent Price role? Ooh, God, that's a loaded question. I mean, this one's pretty good. I mean, him in, oh, which is a hands, although be it a small role, he is fantastic in that role. Um, I'm going with Thriller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't see him, but his, yeah, his uh, voice, his voice is pretty iconic. iconic. Come it, on. Is. it is. It is iconic. It is very iconic. Did you guys ever see him rapping uh, <laughs> the, the Thriller thing? So he went on like The Tonight Show or something with, I think it was Johnny Carson probably at the time, and said the entire thing. And it's super interesting. Like, it's this whole, like, basically, like, rap, you know? <laughs> Um, I'll post it in the Discord. It's it's really cool. That's fun. I was just thinking I should have wore my Vincent Price shirt while we were recording because his I know, yeah. Daughter, um, a few years ago, she had reached out to my channel to like promote something that they were doing for him. I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got the other one too. We got a Count Orlocks. Oh yeah, yeah. That one's a little too obnoxious. <laughs> I love the one I got, the bats one I got with him. I used to wear it all the time. I've worn it in a while. You said that one was a bit obnoxious too. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as the green one that I have. No. Do you guys get any Patty's Day? Yeah. You guys got any offensive price gear over here, Todd and Steve? I have a uh, figure from um, um, and Edward Scissorhands. So I've it's like. I don't know, about eight inch figure that I have of Vincent Price. And that's, that's it. I think. We should start like dressing in a theme and continue Steve's dress up. Yeah. <laughs> like even if it's just a shirt or something and we could post a picture in our discord. Right. <laughs> I like it. Um, Todd, did you say what your favorite Vincent Price? Role uh, is? I'll go, I'll go back to uh, last man on earth. Cause that's basically him by himself, the whole movie. And he's cool. He's good. Better than Will Smith for sure. Yeah. Another one people don't mention as much is The Fly, which, I mean, classic, but. That's another one you think is the original. That's when true. It's not the yeah. Original. yeah. Right. Yeah. Wait, can I share something real quick since sure. Joe brought up The Fly? Um, this morning I had a dream, guys, that I was directing a remake of The Fly, and it was amazing. Guess who played Seth, though? Like, I was so impressed. And I even said, I was like, if there's anyone that could play this guy, which now the longer that I've been up, I'm like, I don't know. But it was really good in my dream. I was like, this is it. Like, you're going to make people so excited about this remake. Is it Damien? <laughs> is it a horror, horror only actor? 
Um, he's been in some other things. I'll just say American Horror Story for the clue. Evan Peters. He was so good in my dreams. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! And he was a little bit older, and so it made more sense. But I was like, wow, this is amazing. It was so bizarre. See the one with the fingers and freak show. Yeah. Okay. Oh, very cool. So stay um, tuned. It'll it'll be coming out in five years. <laughs> Isn't he Quicksilver too, Steve? Or is that a different person? Yeah, yeah he used yeah. Quicksilver in the X Men. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, got it. Got it. Right. Uh, and I actually agree with Todd with this one. I think Last Man on Earth because uh, he does carry that movie on his own, and it's really cool uh, to see that and stuff. Yeah, Whenever great, you... great book. If you guys ever want to check out a short book, that's an awesome one. Whenever you guys say Last Man on Earth, I think of that show that was on Fox. Oh, right. That's with, a great uh, show. Man. Forte, I, that I love yeah, that show. Yeah, yeah. Well, Forte, yeah, yeah. That was a good show. I, I liked uh, the first couple seasons, and then I kind of gave up on it. But it was, yeah, it was a good show. I liked it better when he was, like, practically alone. Yeah. When he started bringing in too many people, I think it kind of lost its appeal. Yeah, agreed. It didn't, it didn't last long enough on his own. Like, they brought, the, I think they brought a person in the first episode. Yeah, they brought the girl, like, really, yeah. really quickly. So, um. Yeah. All right. So the next one in the next series in our last series of questions tonight is uh, from Mandy. She says, Hey squad. Uh, she had also asked her Vincent favorite Vincent Price role. So we won't reuse that. Uh, what was your first exposure to Vincent Price? Ooh, uh, Steve, by the way, is Mandy on discord? No, she doesn't have any social media except Twitter. Oh, she, wow. uh, huh. her, her job prohibits her from doing ah, anything, okay. unfortunately. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, well, thank I know, you, I was going to say, I've never seen her on Discord. No, Not that I'm she on only her. has a Twitter and she never uses it, except mm -hmm. for DMs. She'll, she'll DM all the time, but never. Well, thanks like, for DM uh, those questions. Yeah, I was going to say. Maybe oh, I work with her. She sends it to me by uh, <laughs> work chat, but yeah. Well, she's been, a loyal, she's been a loyal listener, so we appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, definitely. Is she like a secret agent or something? I can't or say. Blower cover? <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my first exposure to Vincent Price, honestly, was probably Edward Scissorhands. It was either Edward Scissorhands or the Thriller video, for sure. Mm -hmm. And probably thriller the Thriller, probably Thriller, but I didn't realize who Vincent Price was yet, you know? So, yeah. As far as, like, an actual role, I probably, yeah, Edward. I think so, too. Same, same exact thing. Everyone grew up with the Thriller voice, but probably didn't know who he was. And for you, Sam, Thriller? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Uh, and for me, I talked about in the past, uh, he was the host of the Hilarious House of Frankenstein, which is a um, kind of Universal Monsters uh, like TV show that we had in Canada. And he, since he was the host, you know, I recognized him from that. Then I probably saw him in um, Edward Scissorhands. And only later did I realize that it was the same guy in Thriller. So I had the same kind of thing where I didn't connect, even though I was a huge fan of Thriller as a kid and a huge fan of Hilarious House of Frankenstein. I never made the connection somehow, so. Uh, Steve, and, that and shows it's not even real. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, I was, yeah. was going to say, you had to, regulate, you had to regulate on the quote-unquote expert. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he told me <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'll post a video about what that show is because I'm the only non-American on our Discord, so if people can check it out. It's, it's fucking, like, wow, you need to be high as hell to even think of the stuff that they did on that show. It's like the 70s, like, wow. It's psychedelic as hell. It's, it's crazy. But as a kid, I, I just saw monsters and I thought it was cool. Um, her next question, what other classic slash remake combo would you consider doing for the show? Sam, <laughs> Sam brought this up when we were watching uh, House on Haunted Hill yesterday because she was like, Joe, are you, I thought we we're doing The Haunting. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's House on Haunted Hill. 
And <laughs> then I was like, well, I already made the graphic for House on Haunted Hill. So that's what we're doing. Um, well, and I was so confused because I remember we were talking about it and I kept thinking of the remake of House on Haunted Hill and I kept getting excited. I'm like, oh wait, no, it's The Haunting. We're not doing House on Haunted Hill. So I would bum myself out. And then when we started watching it, I was like, oh yeah, no, this is what I was thinking. And then I was like, wait, are you sure it's not The Haunting? The Haunting remake is pretty good though. From what I remember, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, So actually that's one I think I would like to do. I'd like to do The Haunting, the original Haunting and uh, The Haunting remake. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, we should have done 13 Ghosts original when we did the remake. That would have been good too, yeah. yeah. Did we cover we 13, did 13 Ghosts? Ghost? I didn't know that that was a remake. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah wow. we, we covered when, that too. When's did we the cover? original? I don't very, very early on. Yeah. The uh, original is actually the same director as this one, Sam, and it's either a couple of years before or after. Oh, the original. is it good? Uh, I mean, if, if you like this movie, you like it, yeah. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, a lot of people confuse House on Haunted Hill and The Haunting because the remakes came out pretty much at the same time. Like, I know mm-hmm. it was the same year, but I remember it being, like, really close to each other. Uh, the late 90s had this thing about doing, like, similar movies at the same time, like the Volcano movies and the Meteor movies and the Natural Disaster movies all, like, pretty much within months of each other. And yeah, it was, this was da- no Dante's, Dante's Peak and Volcano, Dante's right? And it, Volcano it came out, like, the exact same time. D- Deep Impact and... Um, was the other one Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah, yeah so it's just like i could stay <laughs> oh just a that's beautiful <laughs> that's like everyone's I'm, karaoke song I, I i cried in theater i'm not gonna lie i think everyone did <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking um, ben affleck has a little uh animal cracker or whatever and he's playing <laughs> yeah you're right yeah this his... fucking guy <laughs> that's so stupid though like i know everyone said this before but i'll say it again it's gotta be easier to train astronauts to be minors the minors to be astronauts <laughs> right no yeah, kidding yeah. Come on, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> that's very true <laughs> yeah. uh, sam were you on uh the uh ben affleck train return armageddon was he the the hottie i wasn't who no who was like i didn't even watch armageddon like really? i didn't go to the theater to watch it i don't even think i've seen the full movie wow it's such a good movie it's a great cast too. They got like Wait, were you gonna ask me who was the hottie back then? I was gonna ask who was like the hot. Well, like I was gonna say out of like that whole crew, but if you didn't watch the whole movie, you might not know. Well, who them. was it? it? Was uh Ben Affleck, Matt Damon? No, Matt Damon wasn't in it. It was Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck. O- Owen Bruce Wilson. Willis, Owen Wilson, uh, uh William uh, Fickner, Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> I don't know. I would say. Um, Steve Owen Buscemi. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Buscemi clearly. I mean, come on. <laughs> Owen Wilson and Bruce Willis would be my pick. Okay. All right. Um, what about Elijah Wood on Deep Impact? If we're going Deep Impact, we right. take him over the rest. Elijah? Yeah. What about Pierce Brosnan, though, if you're going Was everything? Pierce in Deep Impact? He's a volcano. He's in Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak. Who are the babes in um, Armageddon? Liv Tyler? Yeah, and Liv Tyler. That's, that's pretty oh. much it. It was a uh, uh, male, yeah. male crew, oh. so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they had the uh, female uh, pilot. She was kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Liv, Liv was the... Uh, yeah, the attraction. She was, yeah, she was the eye candy, for sure. Yeah. Um, and as far as classic movies and remakes, uh, yeah, so House Haunted Hill and The Haunting were two I had written mine right away. Uh, Night of Living Dead would be cool to do both. Um, there was also Psycho. I think a lot of people don't talk about oh, the remake <laughs> uh, with Vince Vaughn, so it'd be interesting to kind of revisit 
and get a Hitchcock in there at the same time because you know that's another huge name that we never covered so mm-hmm. but there's a lot you know there's definitely uh you know the fly we talked about uh even the thing we could do you know there's a bunch of them so to think it almost could be a trilogy you know <laughs> three eras of the thing so yeah definitely all right and the last question tonight how much money would it take for you to stay in a known haunted house for a night on your own no murders or anything like that i want an amount I mean, as long as you're not, as long as you're guaranteed to survive the night, I guess, and you're just dealing with creepy noises and maybe visions and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd do it for a hundred thousand, but I'd probably do it for less, honestly. <laughs> but at, but at what cost of your sanity, Joe? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's. It, I guess it just depends how much. Uh, it's just a ghost tricking off in front of you like, all the time. How much psycho, <laughs> how much psychological damage you're you're dealing with yeah. here? I mean, if I get put into one of those saturation rooms and fucking lose my mind. Oh I mean, god, not the saturation it, room. Can you just close your eyes though? Uh, I mean, not yeah, that easy, I would Todd. think so. <laughs> yeah, put your arm over your eyes and just wait it out. I kept so I'm like, just close your eyes, man. And no common he sense. Did. Odd. That's what... <laughs> he did. He did. He did wear those goggles, which I I assumed helped. But uh, yeah, I'll just throw out a hundred thousand. Um. So if I'm not gonna die, I'll I'll I'm with Joe. I'd say a hundred thousand, but I would do it for cheaper, maybe like fifty thousand. But if there was a chance that I could die, I would do a million dollars. So the movie. Mm. Uh, let's go 10, 1950s, 10, 10,000. God damn. Like, am I the only asshole that would pay money to do it? Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm thinking in my head, like, wow, good. I, I, I'd put down like 250 a night to go there and, and oh experience a haunted house. You know? yeah. That doesn't surprise that's, me. That's true. I mean, we, we did it for the Lizzie Boyle yeah. house. So, <laughs> when, I, when Mandy told me that question, that's all I told her. I'm like, God, I, I would pay money to go to a haunted room and yeah, I stayed. I stayed at the Queen Mary, and you guys stayed at the Lizzie Borden. So I guess yeah, we did yep. pay for it. Yep. Yeah. Huh? Ten thousand. My God, it's like if I got a free trip, I'd be ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> no exchange um, rate for Steve. I mean, I guess exactly. it, de- it depends on what ghosts we're dealing with. I mean, if you're dealing with fucking the ghosts like on uh, tonight's in the remake, I mean, that's might like not be worth it. <laughs> Thirteen ghosts status where the fucking right, dude's gonna yeah. pummel you to death. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Oh, that's scary. Uh, so that's all the questions we had this week. Thank you, everyone, for sending them in. And now, a word from Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. What watched? Like... Throw them out there. What watched? What watched? Get them Blu-rays and DVDs and VHS tapes out. Ooh, get them okay. out. Rewind them. Sound effects. I would play. Get them out. Get them out. Get them out. Is that a song? <laughs> I think so. It's like a Jay Z song, right? Oh, I, I have no idea. That was a Sam original. It could be. What watched? <laughs> Who's watching stuff? Sam and I watched a movie. Sam, you want to tell them about it? I do. (laughs) 
So Joe and I watched, I wasn't prepared for this. Let me look it up real quick. Um, so Joe and I watched a new movie called The Stylist. Yes, um, yes. Just... 2021 release. Yeah. Um, okay, you go ahead. because it's... it's on Shutter, right? I believe it is. I think I saw the little uh, picture or whatever. Yes. Poster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the stylist. But yeah, basically this one is about this um really like awkward woman, kind of a social outcast, I guess you could say. Kind of like gave me May vibes a little bit. Uh, but yeah, she is this uh, hairstylist and basically she becomes like obsessed with one of her clients. Um, and they do form like a friendship, but she's like, you know, she hang like goes to over to her house and it's just like really weird and then goes like her bachelorette party and like she's super weird around everyone and stuff like that um and she but yeah she just becomes like super obsessed with this one client um but what you know she doesn't know is that she is a complete psychopath what she does is she um basically scalps uh her clients you know think kind of like a sweeney todd status but instead of slicing their throats she literally scalps them she like cuts off their fucking scalps and like wears them like and like takes over their personalities um and i'll kind of leave it at that because like you know obviously their friendship grows and um and you know shit happens from there i don't really want to spoil it any further um overall i liked it but it just felt like too much of a lifetime sort of movie to me um that was like my biggest complaint about it it just had like this really weird like 90s made for tv vibe a lot of the way and uh it's slow it's a slow burn it's a very slow mover however the ending does make up for a lot of the the movie uh because the payoff is pretty good, even though like a, maybe a bit predictable, it was just done so well that I really enjoyed it. So I would like lean on like a mild recommend for this one. What about you, Sam? I liked it. So I was just looking at the pictures and then I realized I liked it more now than I did right when we watched it. Um, I agree with Joe. It is a little bit of a slow burn. I don't think it was like a I'm not really sitting on the page of it being a lifetime movie. Um, I don't know about that, Joe, but um, the ending was definitely worth it. We predicted it, but it's fine just because the way that it like looks and stuff was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, this movie does look great. Like, wait, the- okay, but Joe, you're only giving it a lower vibe because there's this scene where she breaks into this girl's house the one that she becomes obsessed with before she scalps her. Maybe she scalps her. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. I'm not going to spoil it for you. She finds a fucking vibrator. She finds her vibrator and then she starts using it on herself. So I think Joe was a little disappointed because in the house. So the girl has to stop right before she like hits her. Oh, you know, um, so I think that's why Joe's giving it a little bit lower score. Cause <laughs> I mean, it was cheesy. Yeah, I think he had a boner while we were watching <laughs> it. But. Uh, um, no, I mean, this movie is like a lot of style though. And not a lot, like not enough substance. Cause like the cinematography of this movie, like the director, she has a great eye. I believe I'm pretty sure yeah. it's a female director. Uh, she has a great eye. 
Um, a lot of great shots, very great stylistic. Shots, yeah. yeah, very stylistic, great use of colors and stuff like that. And that, like, even during the slow times, like, kept me engaged. So um, I'm excited to see what she does next, for sure. Um, I just think this one was kind of a mixed bag for me. I mean, it won't make my top 10, but it ain't going to make my worst either. Cool. Uh, I watched Willy's Wonderland two weeks late or a week, one week late, something like that. It's your birthday. Joe and I actually watched it a second time this weekend too. Wow. You guys liked it that much, huh? Yeah. I mean, mean, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, I I liked uh, banana splits better if we're comparing the two. Um, but I thought, uh, Nicholas Cage, he was, he was really good in this, man. Honestly, I'm glad he didn't talk because when he talks, sometimes he gets really over the top and it takes away from it. Like in uh, Color of Space, where he has random accents come out of nowhere. But this one was like just stupid, goofy, fun. Um, I did want a little bit more. I didn't think the creatures were scary because they weren't really uh, dangerous at all. Um, they were dispatched pretty easily. And then some of the stuff you got to like turn your brain off for, but it's that type of movie. So definitely not going to be in my top 10 definitely not on my lower 10 a good fun dumbass movie so I'll leave it at that and the air ducts were huge what kind of air ducts does this place have <laughs> i was like what the hell yeah they were <laughs> what'd you think of the uh pinball dance the pinball dance is cool except when <laughs> you started doing like a weird side, hand side thing <laughs> i was feeling it before, like with the spins and stuff or whatever but this the hand i don't know what that was yeah <laughs> good times um all right so my first one is uh i don't know why this always happens with uh like indie movies but it has two names so when i watched it it was called ghost boat but on imdb it's called alarmed um so this one's from 2014 and i watched it over on tubi uh, and this one trapped aboard the family yacht samantha lives out her personal hell night after night answering to the cruel and painful demands of the ship's alarm system so, um, so it's a low budget film and this girl is stuck on a, on a yacht of all things. Uh, she's going to go there and have kind of a trip out. And all of a sudden the system of the boat takes over and she's put into a situation that's almost like saw. Uh, uh, so the yacht tells her what she needs to do next by a certain time limit. So for example, you need to cut off a, a finger or you need to sew your mouth shut or whatever the case may be. Uh, but the twist in this one, not, not the end twist, but the like the twist of the story that makes it different from Saw is that if she doesn't comply, the yacht somehow takes over her mind and makes her do it. And regardless of how much she tries to avoid it, uh, for example, at one point she ties herself to a chair, uh, it still manages to somehow find a way to make her do what uh, the yacht essentially wants. So it's a really interesting concept. It's surprisingly like really well filmed for such an indie film, which I always like to see. So it didn't feel too indie, you know? Uh, The story was a little bit of a mess. So there's a guy right outside. So it's like a guy that she's interested in and he gets kicked out to the outside of the yacht and then the, the doors lock so he can't get back in regardless of how much he tries he can't break the window he can't uh, do anything and he's like starving and uh, dying from dehydration outside the yacht but it's clear like from where they filmed this yacht that land isn't that far away <laughs> and all I could think about was like god dude swim like fucking 10 minutes and you'll be on land I, like I don't understand why 
you're staying on the yacht and possibly dying of dehydration. So there are definitely some goofy bits and some plot holes and stuff like that. Uh, some of the acting wasn't the best, but overall it was an okay movie. You know, um, if you like low budget stuff, I would, you know, say check it out over on Tubi. So it's called uh, Ghost Boat. Ghost Boat, all right. Jamie, do you have anything else? Um, I don't think so. Alrighty. All right. My last one tonight is a 2021 release, another one uh, called Come True. Uh, this one is about uh, this young girl, high school aged, who uh, runs away from home, basically. And she basically has like nowhere to turn. And she's having like these really uh, vivid nightmares uh, that we see kind of when you we open the movie. And uh, she ends up uh, at a coffee shop because literally she has nowhere else to go. And she sees that there's like a sleep study. So she goes um, to this sleep study and they uh, they start uh, watching her dreams. Basically, what we find out is basically what we find out is that they have developed this software where they can literally watch people's dreams. Uh, it reminded me kind of of... A Nightmare on Elm Street in some ways like I feel like this director would could make a really cool Nightmare on Elm Street thing because like man the the nightmare scenes are like fantastic like they he brings us into these nightmares and it's like the coolest imagery um like I've seen like for like something like this just like really like creepy dark like dark figures and stuff like that um and yeah she's she's having these like terrible vivid nightmares um and then we even uh deal with um a moment of sleep paralysis which i think you would find pretty interesting steve um i thought this movie was fantastic honestly um this movie probably would have been my best of the year currently but the ending falls a little flat for me but the man the rest of the movie is just was just so good that like I was actually able to forgive the ending, which that doesn't happen to me very often. Usually like if the movie doesn't hit at the end, I'm kind of like lost a little bit, but I'm just like, man, for such a good, like, you know, it's like they just didn't know how to end it. And, you know, some, I was reading like some other people's reviews on it. And for a lot of people, the ending completely ruined it for them. For, for me, it didn't. Um, it just could have, they could have did something a little different with it, but Overall, it's still sitting in my top 10. Um, and I think it will probably stay in my top 10 just because I think the imagery and the majority of the story is very good. So I would recommend it. What was that Are title you? again? Oh, sorry. I was muted. Uh, it's called Come True. Come True. Okay. Have you guys ever done a sleep study? Yes. Yeah, no. It's, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> not recommended. No. Yeah. Have you guys ever recorded yourself sleeping? Yes. <gasps> you have? That's I like have. one thing that freaks me out is just thinking of recording myself sleeping and what would happen. Yeah. Like, is there going to be a ghost? Is there going to be a murder? Am I going to get up and do like some spooky, spooky <laughs> things? <laughs> Imagine if you just saw like a guy like come and sit next to your bed and just stare at you for eight hours. I know. I would. That's so scary, Todd. Yeah. And, and before people ask why <laughs> I record myself sleeping, um, so I've I've like fucked up 
night things. You know, I have sleep paralysis. I have, uh, I used to sleepwalk. You know, I get all of the fun sleep stuff. And I asked my doctor if I had sleep apnea because I would wake up tired all the time. And my doctor said, no, you absolutely don't have sleep apnea. And for years, I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I have sleep apnea. She's like, nope, you don't have sleep apnea. So my doctor retired and I got a new doctor. And before asking her, I decided, okay, I'm going to record myself sleep so I can see what's going on. And I found that I couldn't breathe. Like I'd stop breathing for fucking, you know, 20 seconds at a time or whatever. So I showed it to my doctor. She put me to a test and sure enough, I'd sleep apnea. So it's a, yeah, that's why I recorded myself. And the sleep test just sucks, man. It's it's super awkward. You got, you're all attached from the head with really sticky stuff and people are waking you up. What time did you go for your sleep test? What, what, what? What time did you go for your sleep test? Like, was it during the day? No, no, it's at night. It's uh, it was an overnight stay. Essentially. Oh wow! Yeah. Did you and fall asleep fast? Yeah, faster than I thought I would because I was super uncomfortable because all this stuff on my head that was sticky and you know you're in a hospital and it's just super awkward. The bed wasn't super comfortable and but yeah, I was I guess I was just tired. So. Oh. But I, I made sure to stay up the night before playing video games so I would be tired because I thought if I on my regular sleep schedule I wouldn't be able to sleep. note of advice for anyone doing a sleep test don't sleep the night before (laughs) all right uh my second and last one for the evening is a 2008 australian film called lake mungo which i guess i missed the point on this one because i did not like it um it's available on tv right now it's a two out of five on letterbox for me and i like the concept man it's like a family's at the lake or river something like that and their 16 year old daughter goes missing and then eventually found um, drowned in the lake had an accident and then they start seeing apparitions like the uh the brother's like a amateur film photographer kind of guy and he starts seeing ghosts and stuff but the movie changed gears way too often and quickly for me like at first it's a okay now we're, we're, we got a haunt going on and then it's uh nope uh, and i'm gonna apologize i'm gonna i have to spoil it um nope it's the brother he's playing jokes he's just adding special effects and it's not really there wait a minute he's not doing it it's the neighbor that snuck in the house now it's like what, where are we going with this and the lake mungo doesn't even come into play until the final maybe 25 minutes of it and it's like no remember she went to the neighbor's house had a threesome and they made a sex tape that's why the guy's creeping around her house on the video but she went to a lake and she saw something on camera and she saw her own death and it's just like i don't know what i don't honestly don't know what people liked in this one if you guys have seen it let me know um but yeah, I, I caught some flack for some of the uh, our listeners that have seen this one and, and liked it. So yeah, it's not my thing. Way too much going on. Way too many changes. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't huge on that one either. I, it was a long. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember being more bored than anything. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people talking about it these days, like all over the place. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Is is there? Did it just get re released somewhere? Or? It got a <laughs> Arrow maybe did it. Okay. Re release, yeah. yeah. Or maybe just got released on somewhere, a streaming service or maybe. possibly or something. But I liked uh, your letterbox ratings. We should probably do that from now on. So I'm, I'll throw that out there. Come true, I gave four out of five on letterbox and the stylus, I gave three out of five. Should, should we change 100% to letterbox style ratings? Uh, I, mean, I, of, I, 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 I like the classic out of 10 at the yeah, end. It made just for the white watch. Yeah, I'm a little yeah. Um, All right. So my next one is uh, from 1988, and I watched it over on uh, Shutter, and that's Hell Comes to Frogtown. 
So this movie stars Roddy Roddy Piper. Uh, so in this one, uh, after a worldwide nuclear war where 68% of the male population was wiped out and uh, then men become a rarity and even more so, most men uh, don't have a sperm count anymore. So someone with a sperm count is in high demand and in comes Roddy Roddy Piper, who's got the highest sperm count the government has ever seen. <laughs> so they stick this fucking like chastity belt on him. <laughs> that controls his dick and they send him to like the kind of like off base like so they're in communities you know and off base it's frog people because that's what people mutated into so he goes into the frog lands to try to find women so he can inseminate them so they can keep humanity alive it's a fucking goofy ass shit movie but it's so much fun uh, the frog people are really cool. Like the makeup on the frog people is really good. Uh, the it's just a it's a, it's like a fun ride, you know. Uh, you know, Roddy Piper is if if you've watched wrestling at all and you've seen Roddy Piper before, he's like sarcastic and he makes goofy one liners and they live. Yeah, they they live for you know anything he's done, uh, no holds barred or anything like that. Uh, it's just awesome, man. It, it's it's a movie, obviously, you don't have to overthink at all. Uh, it's goofy, but if you just like watching 1980s, uh, funny, good makeup effects and some action and stuff, I, I highly recommend this one. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I think I gave it a three point three and a half or maybe four out of five stars on um, Letterboxd. It's just a fun adventure, and I think people, it's not one people really talk about. You know, everyone talks about They Live, but People got to check out Hell Comes to Frog Town. So. Does he bang a frog at any point? Uh, there's a frog who wants to bang him oh. and he's resistant. So he's like, I won't let you know. Kirk I, and aliens. I, I, yeah, I won't tell you whether or not he ends up uh, banging her, but uh, I need to know. <laughs> you need to watch. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I t this was a Todd movie. You know, like we talked Thanks. about in the past, which <laughs> sometimes like movies feel for different squad members. This was totally a Todd movie. I mean, I think uh, Joe and Sam would enjoy it too. Maybe Joe more than Sam. I'm not sure how Sam would feel on it, but uh, this was definitely like, oh man, this is a top movie. So, yeah. That sounds fun. That's good. On Shutter. All right. Get them trivia points out. Get them trivia questions going. Ready. Ready for the scores? They are. No. Myself. First place, 36. Second place is Joe with 32. Third, Steve with 28. And Sam, fourth to 25. Still very close around the board here. So who would like to take it? Up the butt. Uh, <laughs> well, now I don't want to see me. <laughs> Say yes, Steve. I'll go first, but I need oh. up the booty. Uh. All righty. <laughs> Shout out to... Topanga. <laughs> I don't know. Who? I don't know why I thought it's Topanga from Reagan Boy Meets World when you said that. <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch thing, that's why. Is that why, Todd? I have no idea. I just thought about Topanga <laughs> oh. and I said Topanga. Yeah. Does anyone know what I'm referring to? What'd you say, Sam? The Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy? Yeah, no. well, I, I, I've seen the meme. Uh, what, what in the Cinnamon Toast Crunch fuck is this? Have you ever seen yeah. that one before? But that's all That's all I know it from. I Maybe don't know where. That. Oh, okay. Eric, Eric <laughs> S. will know what I'm talking about when he's listening. Anyways. <laughs> okay, so shout out to Kayla for sending me trivia. Um, Weezer face also sent some in, but I'm going to use this grouping first. So, um, thanks again. All righty. Are you ready? Todd, Steve, Joe? Yes. Do it. Yes. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay. 
What is the name of the high school in Carrie, the original? Oh. God, I, 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 we, I, I'm sure we've had this at some point. Um, isn't it like someone's name? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I'm sure I remember whose uh, name. Roosevelt. Car- Roosevelt. Carpenter High. I'm going to go with uh, Craven High. In what? In which movie, Carrie? Yeah. Carrie. When did Carrie have been out too yeah, early for those things? Been too early, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hitchcock High. <laughs> I'm I'm sticking with the president Roosevelt. It's not right. Stephen okay. King. <laughs> That's gonna be uh, and should I give you guys a clue? The oh first- wait, no, I know it. It's uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I thought it had something to do with PJ Souls, but I can't remember. Should I give what? a clue or nah? Clue it up. You're losing. Don't. I know. No, just give us. <laughs> I'm little. not going to, Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Just looking out for was, you. It was Bates High. Oh. Pants. Uh, I was close. Oh. I said Pitchcock. I I knew it was something. You were really close. I figured once you said that, I thought Todd was gonna say it. <laughs> All right. And I didn't want to give a clue because I am losing. I I was just trying not to be a sore loser. I like it. I like it. Fuck us. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, th- thank you, Kayla Lene, um, our loyal listener. She sent in questions, but I'm going to use them for next week because um, all of my questions are, of course, Vincent Price and House on Haunted Hill related. Oh. So here we go. Okay. Okay. This first one, we are going to do Price is Right style. <laughs> oh, highest oh. with. Highest without going over. Okay. So, in the original House on Haunted Hill, $10,000 would be equivalent to what? $85,000. Okay. I would say 60000 That's what I was going to guess. Um, so, I will say, I want to say 60000 as well. You can't. Because what if Why it's a tie? Why can't I? <laughs> you gotta say like 61 or 59 or something okay ten thousand dollars what was the year the 1959 i'll let her have sixty thousand. no let me think that's yours <laughs> that's yours <laughs> um i'm trying to do math in my head right now and just for a, just for inflation this is only a two-hour show 70 80 years worth <laughs> um what did todd guess 85. 85. Don't fuck me over, Sam. It's 85. 72. Okay. The correct answer is. Todd Todd gets it. The the correct answer is uh, $10,000 in today's market would be $90,382.82. Nice. I I even said 90 after. That's fucked up. (laughs) All (laughs) righty. Very nice. That's so crazy. Isn't that depressing? <laughs> All right. I'll go, go next. Back and get the time travel machine and go back and live large. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, Marty. 
So my questions are all from Kayla this week. So thank oh, you, Kayla. All right. I even got extras for next week. So I was gonna say she's 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 been busy with these trivia questions. She, she told it. me she has eight pages of them. Oh <laughs> my god! Too. I was yeah, like, that's, that's awesome. That's crazy. That is yeah, awesome. She's been slow at work apparently. <laughs> uh, all right. So the first one's a tagline. You guys are great at it. So. Uh, yeah, I know. The worst. You ready? Yes. Life or death, survival begins. That's on Haunted Hill. No. Wrong turn. No. Uh, death becomes her. No. You guys, I'll, I'll give you an, a decade. How about that? Yes. Uh, it was the last decade. Like okay. 2010 to now? Yeah, 2010 Can to now. Can you repeat it? Life or death, survival begins. I would say ready or not. No, it's a good, it's a good guess, but no. Um, you're next. No. no, it's not revenge either. All right, you guys give up? Yeah. Yeah. It's train to Busan. Oh. <clears throat> I feel like a lot of these taglines don't make any sense for these movies. <laughs> they are pretty all random. All right. Let's... Pitches the taglines. Like I want to be. I want that job. You want to be the tagline er person? Yeah. And then the director picks which one? Probably like a studio person. Yeah. Todd, does your book have a tagline? Uh, no, it just has a subtitle. What's the subtitle? A Christmas Horror Story. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Mine, number one, is from Horror Fan Ryan. Thank you, sir. Um, House on Haunted Hill related. The House on Haunted Hill inspired this Alfred Hitchcock film. Psycho. Psycho. That is correct for Joseph with the quick gun. Come on. Make sure I got the wrong, right column here, Joe. Yep. Come on, Todd. Well, you know, you got to shout it out quicker there, girl. Shout. 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 Let, Let it all out. out. But what if I don't know the answer? Then you got to hope no one else does. Come all right. on. All right, I think it's my turn. Yes. Sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Vincent Price was the inspiration for this famous comic book character. Oh, Christ. Um, Nick Fury. Um, the Crypt Keeper. Comic book. Oh, can I? I'll, can I get another guess? Once Sam guesses. You, yes. Once Sam guesses. Twilight. Tony Twilight Stark. Zone. Really? Oh. Incorrect. Oh, okay. I have no idea. You've got two guesses. Yeah, no, I'm, good. I'm done. I'll Bastard. give you guys, I'll give you a Sam a guess, another guess each if you'd want it. Famous comic book person. Mm -hmm. Vincent Price. Who the hell? Tony Stark would be a good one because definitely yeah, the Playboy that from. Swat, yeah, that's yeah. Swat look and the, yeah. Comic book character. Oh man, I have no idea. Okay, Sam. Megan. No, he was actually the inspiration for Doctor Strange. Oh, I, I can see it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, man, if they made these movies twenty years ago or thirty years ago, he could have totally played them. Yep. yep. Hmm. That's a good one. Who who's who sent that one? No one. Oh, I you found did. it online. Good, good yeah, job, yeah. Joe. That was, yep. that was interesting. <laughs> we're we're gonna have to bet that one then. Make sure that's actually <laughs> yeah, <you're> right. <laughs> no, no, no. I found it. It's. it's I uh, saw yeah, it on Google. Google. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Sam. All right. Samantha. All righty, let's see. 
Okay. Out of all of his films, which does John Carpenter say is his favorite? Christine. The Thing. Um, let's go They Live. Joe got it. Fucking Joe. Too bad it wasn't Ghost to Mars or something weird. Right. Which is not that bad if you guys haven't seen it recently. I think The Thing is his best movie. Like, I think it's better than Halloween. I, I think Christine is, man. Mm. I love Christine. I just like the relationship. Christine's the Thing is great, great, too. Christine's great, too. Yeah, no doubt. But I, I just think The Thing is just, oh, man. Just the practical effects in that movie. Just It's a, it's a manly movie, too. It is. <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> uh, all right. So, next one is still from Kayla. It's another tagline. Oh, God. You're home forever. Uh, House on Haunted Hill. (laughs) (laughs) No. You're home forever. It's got to be something with the fucking house, right? (laughs) Monster House. Damn. Great movie. Sam? Joe already guessed? Yeah, Yeah, he said uh, House on Haunted Hill. Your house forever. Your home forever. Your home forever. I don't know. Um... Oh, I want another guess after this. I'll, I'll give you guys a hint too. For... Okay. okay, what's the hint? I don't right. know. So, so you each get one more guess. Okay. Uh, it's also in the last decade. Okay. Crimson, Crimson, Crimson Peak or whatever? No. Damn it. That wasn't a good one. Hereditary? Sam, one last guess. What is it? You're home? Forever. You are home forever. If it's fucking cocking the walls, I'm going to be mad. You're home forever. You're home forever. It's it's too. You're home forever. You're home forever. Okay, so I'm trapped inside. Yes. Um, I don't fucking know. You give up? (laughs) Yeah. Woof, 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 woof. Oh, no. That tagline makes sense for sure. It does, yeah. yeah. What is a dog? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I talked to someone the other day. They asked me what my favorite horror movie from last year was, and I said Vivarium, and they said it sucked. So I was like, oh. <clears throat> oh and I, I, I can see how some people like wouldn't like it, but yeah. I, yeah, yeah. we all loved it. So. I love that movie, man. Yeah. I think it was my top three, if I remember. Number yeah. one, baby. We definitely all had it in our top tens. Yeah. I'm not your fucking mother. <laughs> All right, Totter. All right, in Willy's Wonderland, Ooh. what type of game does Nick Cage like to play? Pinball. pinball. Even with the pinball. What? I got that fucking question. <laughs> Go to the play tapes, back. but I'm. I think I heard Stevie. Stevie first as well. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna put uh, what type of energy drink? I thought that would have been a little punch. Same. Yeah, punch right. All that right. guy, that guy like pisses fucking pure green, probably. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, I was huh? gonna say he'd probably have a heart attack with all that uh, fucking energy. <laughs> right. And, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, I, I read your review, uh, Todd, on uh, Letterbox. Yeah. And uh, I, I love uh, the yeah. He really takes his break seriously. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah, we talked he about it in a review. It's so funny. Yeah. It's just like, okay, <laughs> doesn't matter. Monsters coming after him. Uh, break time. It is. Uh, is it implied that him and that girl hook up at the end? No, we, we talked about not. it a little bit, but we no, we don't no. think so. Okay. Did you see the custom figure, Todd? I'll send it to you. No, I haven't. I really want one of those shirts, though. 
Yeah. Someone someone made it for the uh, the director. We talked about it in the interview, but it's uh, I'll send you a picture. All right, oh, back my, to Joe. Oh, is it my turn? All right, well, yeah. I'll send it to you after. That's okay, right. <laughs> my last question tonight is: Okay, I need uh, in each of the House on Haunted Hills original and remake. I need both body counts from each movie. Two, in the okay, first yep. And oh boy, I'd say not. I'm sorry, not. So we're not including the massacre. Right, um, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say five in the second. Okay. Would anyone else care to guess? Um, two in the first one. Mm-hmm. I, I'll guess again if no one gets in it. And four yeah. in the second one. Does, does four, it have to be okay. on-screen kills? Because there's seven, um, seven in the first one. I'm going based on completely off of IMDb's okay. um, number here. Can I get a second guess if Todd doesn't get it? Sure. Me too. No, you, no, you may not. <laughs> I'll um, give it. <laughs> let's see. The uh, doctor and his wife, one, two. Um, two legit kills. So we'll go two in the first one. Okay. And then we got the, let's see, the behind the scenes guy that gets his face caved in, one. We got Corky Romano, two. <laughs> um, which, gosh, man, he did not shut up. Yeah. <laughs> We got uh, Billy Madison's Crash 3, um, Doctor 4, Wife 5, and that's my final answer. All right. Can I guess again? Yes. Two and eight. Eight? Two and oh, eight. shit. Okay. And what did you say, Todd? Two and five? Two and five. five. Yep. Two and five. Okay. Well, you're all wrong. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> is it the, the correct, two that was wrong the correct answer original is two and the remake is six who's the sixth one? Oh, i didn't count vince's price his character or yes. not vince's price you know what i mean damn darn mm-hmm. it yes so some will be it all right hmm. sam all righty closest one gets the point Alrighty, in Cabin in the Woods, the thermal coffee mug bong was fully functional. The prototype cost how much to make? What? Yeah, I'm sorry, I missed the question. What was it? You don't get to hear it now. <laughs> Just joking. Sorry, I was, sending, I was sending Todd the figure, which I'll send in the Discord too for you people who've seen Willy's Wonderland. Go ahead. In the cabin in the woods, the thermal coffee mug bong was fully functional. The prototype cost how much to make? Ooh, okay. I'm going to say $25. You know, 50. Close without going over? Or does it matter? Um, doesn't matter. Just the closest one. $2,000. Okay. <laughs> All right. Todd gets it. It was hey. $5,000. Wow. How much? Ooh. $5,000. Gimme, gimme. And that figure looks pretty badass. How much did you say, Todd? Mm-hmm. 2000 Yeah, 5000 It's crazy. Is this an official figure? No, it was custom-made. Uh, someone oh. custom-made it for him. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Oh, go. Yeah. Uh, so my last one, also from Kayla. Uh, for what 1976 film did composer Jerry Goldsmith win an Oscar? Psycho. Um, no, no. 76. 
Yeah, 60, yeah. 76. Oh, you said the year in the question? Yeah, you yeah. can guess again, Sam, if you like. Okay, can you read it again? I'm sorry. Yep. For what 1976 film did composer Jerry Goldsmith win an Oscar? Uh, the Exorcist. No, it was no. the Exorcist before that. Was it? It was 68. What was the year? Was it? Or 72? Exorcist 68, really? Or, yeah. No, Exorcist was like 72. 72? Yeah, I want to say. It's earlier than that, for sure. Yeah. Um, ooh, 76, huh? 73, yeah. Seven, wait, wait, 70... No, I'm wait, talking about the, the, the Exorcist. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 75 or 76? 76. 76. For what uh, 1976 film did composer Jerry Goldsmith win an Oscar? That is a weird year. Um, I can't think of anything too iconic that came out around then. Uh, oh, I got it. I'll take another guess when we're available. Rosemary's I mean, I'll, Baby. I'm gonna no, that was sixties. Uh, I'm gonna say alien. Don't shut me down, Joe. It wasn't your <laughs> right. one more guess, everyone, and then Steve's like, I'm Todd? over it. Uh, the Omen. That's correct. Yes. Nice. Good job, Todd. Thank you. Good, good soundtrack. I think Alien was seventy nine. Pretty sure. I was just guessing seventy six films, the ones that were most popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, mine. Um, I scrolled away from my notes from the movie, just in case you guys asked that. Okay, from Kayla, a tagline. Man is the most dangerous animal. We've definitely had this one before because I've heard it. Man is the most dangerous animal. What could it be? Sounds of the Lambs. Incorrect. Where would we get animal from that movie? The lamps. The, lamp, the lamps. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, man. I can't think of anything. I'll give you guys a hint once Sam takes a guess. Uh, yeah. These are hard. So you get. You're always doing tagline. <laughs> man is the most dangerous animal. I'm going to say Jaws. I know it's not it, but who knows? Man is the most dangerous animal. Um... Isn't Jaws just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water? Yeah, but sometimes they have weird alternate ones. It's, uh, I don't know. All right, let's see. A hint. Um, first hint, we have covered this movie as a main feature. Second hint. Um, it's, I, could, I could picture it. I just can't. It's, it's, here's my hint. Ready? It's long. Long? It's long. <laughs> All right, third hint. <laughs> the Nazi party. Oh, Tusk. Oh, tusk, yeah. Joseph with the did, Tusk. Did you guys cover Tusk, really? Oh, yeah, did we, we did. Canada, we all, yeah. That's right. Yep. Canada, eh? Uncle yeah. Sam and uh, Tusk. Gosh, <laughs> Uncle Sam's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Any bonusers coming out there? Nope. <laughs> I, got, no. I got a bonus. I got a bonus for my notes Ooh, here. All right. All right. According to the original um, film, how many murders took place in the house? Ooh. According to the original film, how many murders took place in the house? And it was like the first scene where the guy was talking about where it's just his disembodied head. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, four. Four. Anyway, five. Four, five. Sam? Three. Answer is incorrect all around. Answer is seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Damn. I got another bonus question. All right. <laughs> what is Lance's profession? MD, doctor. Correct. Yes. I elimination now at this point. Yeah, I was gonna say I confuse all I can I don't know their names all mesh together. <laughs> right, let me let me throw another one. Is he a psychiatrist? Incorrect. Astronaut. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh he was the uh, test pilot. Mm. Mm. All right. Yeah, close enough. That was my right. original or, yeah, the bonus. <laughs> no points. All right. Fine. What's the point? All right. Current points are as follows we have myself leading pulling away 39 joe 35 steve 29 and sam with the goose egg tonight with 25 points no. okay any woman's or man's game uh we're doing all righty uh we're running late but we'll i just wanted to right. talk about well yeah go, i mean because what well, we started earlier so well, yeah, um still time Okay. Uh, yeah. So I got a couple things I did want to discuss tonight for horror news. Obviously the biggest piece is the spiral trailer, uh, for the book of saw, the new saw movie that is coming out. The trailer popped off today online and I just wanted to hear everyone's thoughts on it. So whoever wants to, uh, start us off. I mean, I, I love the saw franchise, man. Um, well, you can't even see me. Oh, I like to know. <laughs> Uh, no, I love Saw, and I just worry that I won't be able to get over Chris Rock, to be honest with you. That's my biggest hang-up. I know he's trying to be serious, and he's, like, scowling at the camera, but I just, I'm not I, – I, I'm just, I just hope that doesn't, like, distract me from it. And I really like his partner character. He's in a Handmaid's Tale. He's really good in it, um, the younger guy. Um, I'm excited. I love Saw. Um, yeah, I'm super excited as well. Uh, you know, I love the Saw franchise. I, I like that they're going their own route. Like, instead of rehashing the stuff that we've seen in Saw, uh, you know, like, they're not putting the iconic music, which I love, but, you know, they're really trying to do their own thing with the spiral and all that stuff, but still being within the Saw universe because you see John Kramer uh, in one of the pictures. But I'm with Todd. Um, you know, it's just as serious as Chris Rock is in this movie. I just keep expecting him to all of a sudden be like, you know, what's two plus two? Jello. You know, just, I, I, I maybe because I love his fucking stand-up so much that I just can't separate the two. And I'm afraid that's going to, you know, kind of fuck it up for the movie for me. But I'll give it a chance for sure because I love the series. So I'm excited. Um, I'm really excited. And I, what's the show? Oh, Fargo. Have you guys seen that show? Chris Rock is in it and he does a really good job in it. Um, so maybe that's why I'm not, I'm not leaning towards more of like thinking he's going to like bust out in a joke or anything like that. Um, I'm really excited for it. The Saw franchise is one of my favorites. I kind of was wondering if we were going to hear like the, the like, oh, I want to play a game or want to play a game little clip. Like I thought they would have put that in there somewhere, but they have the copycats voice going on. Um, so I didn't, I forgot about the music too. And so I was wondering if I, if they would have put that in, would I have enjoyed it more or would I have been like, no, I don't know, but I'm really excited for it. So 
I almost didn't want to watch the trailer. I didn't want it to be spoiled anyway, but Jill made me watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was a really good trailer. Like it didn't give away like too much, but it kind of gave you a little bit of the plot points uh, for what the movie's going to be about. Uh, I thought the pig mask was like, looked awesome. Like a huge improvement, I think over the uh, old one. Um, looked like a lot more realistic and creepy. So I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, it didn't get really like any original like franchise vibes in this one. You don't even see like Billy the puppet. You do get like a puppet at the end, but it doesn't look, yeah, it doesn't look like Billy. So yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I definitely got like seven vibes as well, like a little bit, um, with this one, uh, seem like they're going definitely more of like the detective, uh, like cop, like route with this one. Kind of like what they did in the first movie. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. Uh, you know, I think, like Sam said, we watched um, some of Fargo. So uh, Chris Rock in a serious role, I think, you know, we're both kind of used to. So I, I think he'll do a good job. And it'd be interesting to see how Samuel L. Jackson does as well. I mean, he's done a lot of serious roles. So I don't think, you know, I'm sure he'll do fine. And uh, I'm interested to see where they go with this one. It, it looks pretty cool. And uh, I think it's in great hands with Darren Lynn Bowsman, who made all of the best Saw movies, uh, or the best Saw sequels anyway, with two, three, and four. Um, so yeah, we shall see. It's coming out very soon, May 14th. So I'm wow. sure, yeah, I'm sure we'll definitely be covering it for the show and uh, you'll hear our thoughts very soon. Alrighty, next bit of news. Sam, I think... You uh, had a premonition with your Evan <gasps> Peters, with your Evan Peters news. Evan, what do you I mean? Was, well, because uh, I am going to mention him as the big news came out this week. Um, as Evan Peters is going to be playing Jeffrey Dahmer in a new series um, for Netflix that is going to be done by Ryan Murphy, of course, from American Horror Story fame uh, monster chronicles the story of one of america's most notorious serial killers largely told from the point of view of Dahmer's victims and dives deeply into the police incompetence and apathy that allowed the wisconsin native to go on a multiple uh killing spree um so this is going to be a 10 episode limited series that spans the 60s 70s and 80s and will end with Dahmer's arrest in the early 90s so, uh, yeah, should be pretty cool. And I think Evan Peters is a pretty good choice for this. It's weird. So even though he hasn't played the role, I feel I've yeah. already seen this portrayal. <laughs> so when we interviewed uh, Mark Mayers, uh, I forget for which movie, uh, but we, we interviewed him at some point. I believe it was for... Was it We Summon the Darkness? Maybe. It was around that time, though. I'll look it up. <laughs> and anyway, he did My Friend Dahmer. And in My Friend Dahmer, there's an actor called Ross Lynch who plays Jeffrey Dahmer. And he looks exactly like Evan Peters. Like, he looks like Evan Peters, like Samara Weaving looks like um, uh, fucking Harley Quinn there. Uh, you know, it's Margot just Robbie. Margot Robbie. So mm-hmm. I feel like I've already seen this, even though I haven't. So it was weird. When I saw I casting, my first thought was, oh, I've already seen this. Why is this like a thing? But it's, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Evan Peters is an amazing actor. I really love him and everything he's in, so. Pretty psyched. I think the Jeremy Renner one's great. If anyone's never seen that one. Oh, I still haven't seen that one. Joe said that I would like. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. The uh, Bundy movie that they did with uh, around that same time. It was like the '90s. They made like all these weird movies, and Dahmer, (laughs) and then Bundy came out, and Gacy too with uh, Francis. Gacy's fucked up. (laughs) Ed Gein too. 
Yeah. 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 Geen. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, they did all of them. All four were actually all pretty good. So I'd recommend checking out any of those. Um, all right. But yeah, we'll uh, keep you up to date on that series. I'm sure that's something maybe we'll talk about on what watched or something. Uh, all right. Next bit of news here. Todd, I put this in for uh, you and I, because I, I want to hear your thoughts for sure. I know Sam and uh, Steve, I have not seen it yet, but Sputnik, which um, we both watched uh, from last year. Uh, is getting an American remake already. Um, it has just been Quick announced. Work on that one. Yeah, yeah. So Matt Reeves um, from who just did uh, the Batman movie is going to be producing uh, the American take on this movie. Um, and Igor Abramenko has been brought on to direct. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Todd? You think uh, it's necessary? Uh, I mean, I think both our problems was it wasn't super horror-ish, right? It was a lot of drama. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely more of like a straight drama. It was like drama sci-fi more than yeah. it was horror. But I, I thought I really like. I I was bigger on it than you were. I know that. But. Yeah. No, I think just from a horror perspective, I was let down. But I think it's great acting all around. But I, yeah, I think it comes down to people not wanting to read subtitles and listening to the dub versions is always pretty weird. So I don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm interested though. Yeah, no, I'm interested too. I think it uh, definitely they could improve it possibly. I mean, it's a really good movie. I, uh, yeah, I hope they do like a little more in space though. Um, yeah. that, the, that the original did not do. So yeah. we shall see. All right. Uh, next bit of news here for those of you with Paramount Plus, which is um, an addition to the ever expanding unlimited streaming services you can pay for. Um, Here's a reason you might want to get it, though, as they just um, released the entire catalog of Are You Afraid of the Dark and Are Real Monsters. So for those of you who are fans of those, I want to go back to your nostalgia days. There you go. All righty, next bit of news. Uh, Fiona Dorff has officially been brought back for the Chucky television series. Um, the Chucky television series, which will be coming on USA and sci-fi networks uh, with a lot of the original cast um, returning. Of course, Brad Dorff, we're going to be reprising his role uh, as the voice of Chucky and Fiona, who has been a pretty big part of the series. Um, most recently, will be returning uh, other cast members, of course, that have been announced is uh, Devin Sawa and uh, Jennifer Tilly as well on board to play Tiffany. Uh, but not a ton of like uh, news as far as like what this series is going to be uh, completely about, but I'm excited for it. We'll, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It's going to be coming out very soon. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. What do you guys, uh, any thoughts? Eh, we'll see. All right. Are Fiona Dorif and uh, Jennifer Tilly could have a lesbian thing going on? Cause isn't. Yeah. I mean, Fiona, I, what's, what's I his face? I mean, I assume, right, they're going to continue on straight from that last movie. So if that's the case, quite possibly, yeah. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> Fiona's hot, man. She's low-key hot. What network is this going to be on? Uh, USA and Sci-Fi. It's going to be on both networks. How? Well, they're owned by the same company, so they'll probably just play them on both. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm maybe I'm just in a mood, but I feel like I'm over it. Like, haven't they been talking about this show for, like, the past five years? 
Yeah, but it's like this is it's officially a go now. Like, you know, they already got everything like signed paperwork and I'm sure I'll be more excited when it comes, but it's like I don't want to hear any more about it until it's <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, next bit of news here. Just a couple more things, guys. Um, do you guys remember the 2011 horror movie titled Dream House that starred Daniel Craig? No. Really? Mm-mm. I don't All think right. so. Why are you asking me? Like I'm supposed to know about Daniel Craig? I it don't was even a know very. It's double seven. It was a very Bond? okay. Yes, it was a very popular horror movie. Um, well, it's uh, Morgan Creek, the production company, is developing a remake of oh, it. Oh, uh, so... just what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a movie that just came out ten years ago. We're already getting a remake for. Like, what are we doing here, folks? Um. But yeah, so the uh, 2011's, uh, 2011 psychological horror movie um, is going to be rebooted. Um, so the uh, production company said, we are rebooting and firmly in the packaging stage on Dreamhouse, a psychological thriller that originally starred Daniel Craig, Rachel Wise, and Naomi Watts, and was directed by James Sheridan as a theatrical mo- motion picture. Uh, soon after, so the movie was soon after moving into their seemingly idyllic new home, a family learns of a brutal crime committed against former residents of the dwelling. Um, I, I recommend checking out. It's an interesting movie. It had a really interesting twist. Um, but yeah, I mean, 10 years later and we're already getting a remake. So we'll see about that. And the last bit of news I wanted to talk about here is the big news regarding the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, which we reported on quite a few times. Well, well, folks, what did it, what if I told tell you? Tell us, that? Joe, tell us. <laughs> I can't wait any longer. What if, I, what if I were to tell you Da-da-da. that we are going to be seeing the return Jessica Biel. Of, of Sally Hardesty, the, orig- the original survivor she passed away. At the away. end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. We're getting the character. Okay. Marilyn Burns <laughs> passed. Yeah, no. Marilyn Burns, of course, cast uh, passed. But the um, they are going to be bringing the character back um, for this movie. Uh, I'm thinking probably, right, in a sort of uh, Laurie Strode, a la Halloween 2018 style thing here. Maybe a, another battle with Leatherface or something like that. But they have um, hired on a new actress, to play um, Sally. Um, her name is Olwyn Fourier. Um, she played recently in Mandy and Sea Fever. Um, so we oh, is she see. the little? Is she the main chick in Sea Fever? I imagine. Yes, the, the well, redhead. the old, the old, the old. No, the older woman in Sea Fever. Oh, we're going older with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, because it's gonna be. Uh, this is like taking place in modern day. You know, we're getting we're reported on old man Leatherface uh, a couple That's weeks right. ago right. in the hard news, and now we're going to getting uh, old la- old lady Sally, which I'm assuming, like I said, uh, a Halloween style where they're going to do a, a yeah. fi- another battle or something. So Leatherface is in Franklin's wheelchair <laughs> that he stole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll see. I think that's kind of like a cool thing. I like that they're like kind of bringing back like the original. I think they saw probably the success of what Halloween's doing. And let's be honest, the Texas Chainsaw franchise has kind of been a mess other than, you know, the original and remake the rest. Uh, Leatherface yeah, sucks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so do you I guys think, think this will cool. be a good move? 
I think it is personally. I, I think it's cool to bring back like original characters from you know the first movie. I mean, that was the best one, and it's beloved by the fans. So, yeah, give it to us. Here's why I don't like that. Okay, it's because if Sally ends up dying, just like mm-hmm. if Lori ends up dying, which I think she should, but if she does. I whenever I watch the original, I always think I'm like, oh, you have no idea. In 30 years, you're gonna get killed by my <laughs> Michael because you're coming back. Like I always, I can't help but think about that. Yeah, but like, do you think of that now? Like, do you go back and think of like Resurrection, like Halloween? Oh you know? God, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Don't bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just, you know, you know, if, if they do it the right way, you know, we'll see what happens, but. Like yeah, if I you think- watch Exorcist, are you think about Chris and the TV show being? No, I don't. That I, broken. I, I, I know I, I fucking erased <laughs> that from my brain already. <laughs> what were you saying, Sam? Oh, I was just gonna say, but then it like it's different with Lori because we like no and it, this is the girl from the original Texas Chainsaw, the character. Yes. Yeah. It's like it's different with Lori because like we know her story and stuff. Like I just I don't think it's gonna work out how they're intending it to be, but. It's like all I know is that she is the girl in the back of the truck. Is that right? Is that who it is? Yes. yes. Yep. Okay. It's like, well, I'm glad you survived and sure I want to see how you're doing now, but it's like I'm not attached to you like everyone is to Lori. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. We yeah, like definitely I'll watch it. Maybe she'll be my favorite final girl. I don't know. But <laughs> Yeah, no, you definitely didn't get like the same attachment you do with Lori, obviously. Um but you know, I think it's I think it's a good approach, right? Yeah. Cause, so you know, just we'll don't kill her off at the beginning. Don't yeah, do that. I mean, yeah, because no. it's like what's the Halloween point? resurrection yeah. style. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, yeah, and that's all I got for horror news today. So thank all you. All right. All right. Good. Good work there, Joseph. <laughs> thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, House on Haunted Hill original remake uh no need to really read off it they're pretty much the same plots when as you know a different little setup though uh, but essentially a rich dude has a wife that hates him and vice versa and she wants to have a fun birthday party at a haunted house um so she makes like the guest list and they're fucking really dramatic about it they're getting hearses to pick him up and take him to the the house and they're like in the, in the original you get 10k if you can survive the night and the new one, it's a million dollars, right? If you can survive the night. And little do the guests know that they're all there for a specific reason that's, you know, revealed later. Um, and that it's haunted and there's, you're gonna be locked in for the night. But there's some side plot going on where not all is what it seems. You got some conniving going on. You got some backstabbing, you got some adultery. You got some uh, love connections. You got uh, Tay Diggs filling up on booty. Um, <laughs> you got Corky Romano. And that's about it, man. Which one do you guys want to cover first, original or uh, remake? Original, I think. Original, Vincent Price, and you're invited to my party in the house on Haunted Hill, where so far the ghosts have murdered only seven people. So won't you come and make it eight? You'll see human heads without bodies. 
mysterious pools of blood dripping from the ceiling. The walls move slowly in against you. Don't try to escape, you can't. waiting, so won't you join me in the house on Haunted Hill? Hurry, or you'll be late for your own funeral. So Vincent Price, black and white or color, whichever version you watched. Um, yeah, shoot, so I'm gonna take it. Steve. All right, uh, so this is one of, if not my favorite uh, black and white film. So anything pre-1960, uh, you know, I, I've said it many times, I'm a big fan of Vincent Price. And I watched this one, I would say every two years, approximately. Uh, actually, so this time I watched it in black and white, but the previous time before I watched it in color, just out of curiosity. And uh, there is a difference. So I'll talk about it after everyone's said their thoughts. But basically, I, I just love the interactions between the characters. I love the kind of murder mystery plot that's unfolding throughout the film. I absolutely adore Vincent Price's uh, character and you know the way he's kind of playing everyone. It's got one of my favorite scares of all time uh, of any film in this. I did a video on it on my YouTube channel at one point and I don't remember what it ranked, but it was pretty high. So that's definitely a huge plus in my book. And yeah, it's just a great friggin' film and a good jumping point if you're ever gonna go into uh, black and white films or older films i think this is one it should be in your like first five that you check out to kind of get you integrated in that because it's uh it's awesome all right uh yeah I'll, I'll preface this by saying i haven't seen this movie since like high school and that was the first time i saw it so i may not have like the nostalgia for this movie that maybe a lot of people have from when they were younger um so watching it now it was you know it was basically like a pretty fresh watch it was almost like watching it uh for the first time again um and i gotta say i, I kind of wish i did we did watch it in uh the black and white but you know the color version didn't really affect it i don't think for me too much um but yeah overall i mean i really enjoyed this one i mean right it's like the cliche thing to say but they really don't make them like this anymore like it's just like a totally different style of a uh, horror movie um and quite honestly there's like not like, you know, once you get to the end, I mean, is it really a, a horror movie per se, right? Because like a lot of it, you know, isn't really actual ghosts and goblins and stuff, but it's like such a fun ride. Um, you know, I do think I, if I'm going to go one negative, I think the uh, main actress here is quite bad um which i mean i you know her her Have acting, some respect Steve, her, <laughs> Joe, she... her acting is not good at all um the one you know who ends up shooting vincent price there i can't remember her name off, ruth. off yeah ruth i think her acting is bad i think it's distracting um doesn't take Sorry, me nora nora not ruth nora nora okay nora yeah nora's character i think is definitely the weakest part of this movie um acting wise but everyone else does a great job price obviously is just great iconic in it and uh, it's a fun ride most of the way and uh 
yeah, I, I dug it. Definitely. Um, so this actually was a first time watch for me. I've seen all of the little fun gifs that people use and I've seen clips here and there and I fucking adore this movie so much. Um, so as we mentioned before, we watched the color version and I really enjoyed the color version. And so I can only imagine how well it's going to be when we watch the black and white version of it. Um, Vincent Price was amazing in this movie. Like I had such a soft spot for him in my heart. And I really was like, why is his wife trying to kill him? Like, yeah, you get one on her, Sir Vincent Price, like you get her. And I just loved how he loved like all of his theatric stuff and all of the props and everything. It was just, it was cute. And it's probably not supposed to come off as cute, but I just thought it was such a cute movie. I know that's like, doesn't go hand in hand, but um, it's really good. And as far as Nora, um, there were some of the times of when she would scream. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that she's a bad actress, but just like, what was the, she screamed about the most, the crazy, the craziest thing that she saw. She had like no reaction, but then just the minor things, her reactions were way over the top. That was the only issue I had with her. But other than that, um, but it was just so good. Like, I just liked the music. I liked the, the practical effects of it. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I'm really embarrassed that it took me so long to watch this one. Um, I was telling Joe, like, it's such a fun movie to watch that I'm going to add it to my October list every year. I'm going to fucking watch it. Um, I'm going to tell people that they need to watch it. It's it's just really just ran, random people on the street. You're gonna tell them? random people, Todd. I'm gonna okay. just call you like Vincent Price. Right now. Huh? It's so good. Like it's definitely a fun watch. It's just it's really fun. I liked it a lot. Glad you liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with Steve here, not not quite as often though. Maybe about every five years. But it's my favorite black and white movie. Just just awesome, man. I love how it looks. I love how it sounds. Vincent Price is cool. Um, also, I'm surprised no one mentioned that um, uh, the dude from Rosemary's Baby's in this. Yeah. Um, that was some of my notes for um, for uh, trivia, in case you guys asked that. But um, yeah, all around, and I think Ruth too. Uh, oh, sorry, Nora, Nora. Is that that you know the? It's also a victim of the um, the era where the girls were or like oh uh, they fucking freak out for anything. So you you know you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt a little bit because they needed her to be over the top. Plus. The plot needed her to do that because they wanted her to fake kill Vincent because she went crazy and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, I, I just can't imagine. Well, first of all, they need to put a safety barrier around the freaking acid bath. Like they need to do something <laughs> with that. Wait, why and was then, there an acid bath in there? Did I miss that part? <laughs> it was just there. <laughs> yeah. Like how'd all they right. get it? How'd they give me so much acid in there? Yeah, um, that was like Vincent Price's actual house, right? Or it's supposed to be. No, I think like so. I think or is it just no, special house in LA? Yeah. No, I mean like in the movie, like it's his character's house. No, he rents it because the he rents caretaker it? Okay. is the, uh, yes. the the guy there. I forget his name. The dude that starts the, out the movie. Okay, gotcha. right, exactly. It's um, right. Um, but uh, I lost my train. Of thought. Um, I thought it was sorry, Todd. Just no, while I was thinking, I was. I thought it was interesting um, when you talked about how 
that's how like the women were back in the day and that's how they had to make them appear like I was telling Joe there were some parts that I was like yelling at the tv when I was on the floor doing laundry where she like screams and they're not believing her and they're like oh the hysteria the woman has lost her mind give her a sedative I was like what the (laughs) fuck I was like this is so fucked up (laughs) yeah no exactly um Man, I completely lost what I thought I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on. Uh, I love the, uh, the opening of this movie is so like cool. I love it with like the floating heads and like them talking. But what I found really interesting, and I had no idea, like the movie just starts with the complete black screen for like thirty seconds to a minute, and you just hear like screaming and loud noises and shit. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. And then I ended up reading, like I went on IMDb. And it was like, that's what they did back in like the 1950s to like scare people, like, cause they're in a dark theater and like the sounds on the side speakers. So that's kind of like what they did. And obviously it's like lost. It's kind of like a lost art now, obviously with most people watching them at home. But I thought that was kind of cool. They should do that. It's like a, going through a haunted house, you know, it definitely sets the vibe in it. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, I'm yep. on edge already. And yeah, and apparently I also read this was one of the first movies. So like when the skeleton uh, comes out of the acid bath at the end, um, a lot of theaters had an actual skeleton pop out like That's on cool. the side of the screen but they had to stop doing it because like the kids would tell each other and they would like bring in slingshots and shit like uh, that and like shoot the skeleton down with it so they had to stop doing it but apparently that was like another like lot imagine oh that'd be so cool to like go back in time and like witness like that and see how cool it must have been yeah that, that was my thought that i forgot is that the audience must have lost their damn minds when the the blind caretaker shows up it's still scary today oh yeah i, can just, yeah. I can't imagine what they thought um and then like it, lo- it looks super funny where the skeleton pushes her at the end <laughs> yeah but they were probably like what the fuck like holy <laughs> shit so, it like looks so bad but like <laughs> so cool though it, yeah no it's cool but and like it, but it makes like so much more sense once you get to that twist like you know yes. when you see price you know like he's fucking around whole, his whole his whole fucking uh his whole like <laughs> fucking thing rigged up and shit it looks which is so funny um but yeah i mean it like totally makes sense but yeah it, i mean is that your scare steve the caretaker yeah 100 uh, the the, yeah. the second caretaker scene because you see yeah. her uh, in a doorway first but then yep. when she just pops out in that like kind of room there uh yeah it's creepy fuck, like as a kid that scared the shit out of me mm-hmm. uh and even then like even when i expected she just looks so creepy and everything and i love that it's just she's just a caretaker it's not even like, yeah it's i know not even a ghost. i love that he's yeah. like oh you mean the caretaker and then they <laughs> right. show them just fucking chilling about to get off work and it's like okay <laughs> she's blind and they still have the acid bath flying around like <laughs> <laughs> it's true or grandma's gonna fall in yeah uh, that's too funny uh, remake I don't know, I just, I just got, yeah just a little bit more uh one thing that i like about movies of that era and you know before and this movie is a good example of it uh, they play off more as like theatrical plays than movies um because they don't have this fancy camera work you know the camera work was a big deal back then they're bulky and everything so they couldn't just like fucking move them around and shit so it really plays like scene to scene okay in this room this room this room it's just uh, they focus more on the interactions between characters rather than camera tricks and everything like that so i thought that was uh uh, it's a good example of that uh i also um i always thought i i thought this as a kid i know it's not 
But I always thought that this character that Vincent Price plays was like a young version of who he becomes in Edward Scissorhands because of that contraption. Because <laughs> if you watch Edward Scissorhands, his robotics are very like goofy, you know? And I always felt that that contraption he had was like almost like his origin for him when he became in Edward Scissorhands. But I, thought, I always thought that was an interesting kind of... We'll make it headcanon for us. Yeah, right. I was exactly. going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if Burton did it just because he was a fan of the movie. You know, it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. No, exactly. And and I love how, like, how much of an elaborate setup just to basically kill his wife, you know? <laughs> or at least catch his wife trying to kill him so she can help kill her. It's just, it, it always amuses me that he goes through such a big, like, event just to do that. And something that always makes me laugh for my last point, I love how many times in the movie he just wants, like, to drink. <laughs> just like, all right, let's get some drinks, sir. Right, I, right. I know what cures uh, a, a dry mouth. Drinks. You know, it's just like, I, I, uh, I fucking love Vincent Price, man. That's like what they did back then, right? Yeah, exactly. It was, it's like you watch like Mad Men and shit. They just love to drink and shit. Uh, right. It's like, this like reminded me of Clue in a lot of ways, honestly. Like, yeah. the two, like, this, like which uh, I'm sure awesome. probably expired it. Uh, but yeah, like definitely had like big Clue vibes for me and. I mean, were you guys like disappointed in any way? I guess, especially Stam. I guess because like this is the first time seeing it. Were you disappointed that like there weren't real ghosts or like there wasn't like any like actual ghosts involved and that was all kind of like a hoax? I guess. Nope. Um, I don't. And I was thinking that when we were watching the remake, I was like, I, I, I'm asking myself this: like, do I like that there's no ghost more in the first one? And I think I kind of do um yeah I wasn't disappointed at all and also with Steve talking about how like he's trying to like do these this grand plan of like catching his wife it's like well when you have all the money in the world and you know that your wife is just trying to kill you and it's like he's like okay bitch I'll play your fucking game because it's like he can't kill her because then he doesn't she's gonna well he'll go to jail or whatever but it's like I would do it too I'd be like you're not getting my money all right, that's all I had. This Halloween, six strangers have been invited to a party. If they can stay up till dawn, they'll win $1 million each. The only catch is that they'll have to live through the night. Let the games begin.
All right, remake, similar setup. However, this uh, house is a previous uh, psychiatric hospital where the doctors played by Combs, Mr. Combs, what's his damn name? Jeffrey Combs? Jeffrey Combs, there you go, reanimator. He's doing uh, very bad experiments on the inmates. Um, he's cutting them open, dissecting them alive. And in the beginning, we see that the inmates take over. Um, they end up killing the doctor and the staff, and then the whole building locks down and it burns from within, killing everybody. So fast forward, the asylum has been closed for many years. Um, now the new Vincent Price character, he's like a, he's a rich guy, but instead of like a businessman like Vincent Price was, this guy is like a literal like um, amusement park guru, right? He's always trying to make the next scare, which is a really cool scare, the opening um, elevator thing. And his wife, same kind of setup. She's younger, pretty hot, and she also wants to kill him or vice versa for his money. She's also banging around behind his back. And she wants to have this big old elaborate birthday party. And she, you know, wants to invite all her friends. Um, but he says, fuck that, shreds the list, invites his own people. But did he invite them or did the house? Which is a goofy part. Um so same setup. They all show up at the house and hearses and things like that. They got Corky Romano played by uh, what's his face? Chris Catan. Chris Catan. Right? He's the uh, comedic relief, similar to um, Matthew Lillard from Thirteen Ghosts. He's a setup guy. Explains every single thing that happens. They get in the house. Uh, ben Surprise character Jeffrey Rush, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's saying that like, yeah, it's haunted. You stay in here. You survive the night. You get a million dollars. Um. The guest list was was random. It's kind of turns into a mystery where it's like, well, I didn't, uh, you didn't uh, invite these people that I wanted. Well, I didn't invite them at all. I thought you did, and so on. Uh, the, long story short, they get locked in the house, and uh, ghostly happenings start to happen from there on out. So, I just want to start before you guys take over that this scene with the inmates actually scarred me for a long time. Like when they were holding them down and operating on them that always freaked me out. And whenever I went like to the dentist or whatever, I always imagine the insane asylum people gutting me essentially <laughs> and like oh, operating on me. So that scene when I watched it as a kid stayed with me for a while. So whoever wants to take it. Yeah. I'll piggyback off of that. I think the opening scene is one of the coolest scenes in the entire movie, maybe even the best scene in the movie. Um, and it's a great start to the movie. Um, but overall, this just doesn't have the same effect of that original. You know, I I really like the idea of there being actual ghosts, but the execution, not so great. Um, you know, I, yeah, I mean, we'll get into it, you know, when we start getting deeper into it, but just, it just didn't work. I, I did not love the hospital atmosphere of this one either i you know i would have preferred more of just like a straight up haunted house rather than you know jeffrey combs running around and like you know <laughs> his uh doctor garb and stuff like that um there you know but you know there is some good stuff in here for sure but it overall it's it's more of just like a mixed bag for me on this one see now i'm pissed who asked the question earlier about do reviews piss us off this Joe's review is pissing me off. No, I'm kidding. Okay, I'm gonna go. So I love this one so much. I remember seeing the remake in the fucking theater and I was scared 
shitless. And also, I just want to say, like, I love 90s horror. I feel like I'm the only one out there that does. Are you fucking kidding me? You have Ali Larder, who also starred in Final Destination. You have Spike, who from Buffy, the guy. You have the guy who is from the Orange County, the Fox show on the OC. You have Lisa Loeb. Are you joking? 90s pop queen, if there ever was one. Who is, wait, who is Lisa Where's Loeb? Where's she at? Yeah. She's the reporter. There's a reporter oh, in this movie? okay. Yeah, the one um, in the beginning that falls in the elevator. Yeah, with oh, Spike from Buffy. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, you have Chris Kattan. You have Bridget Wilson, who some of you guys might recognize from. She plays Sarah Michelle Gellar's sister from I Know What You Did Last Summer. Are you joking? We have little a little spotlight on blockbuster VHS tapes. Like, are you joking? The 90s fashion in here, all the cute hair clips, the feathered sleeve and collars, the updos, the eye glitter. Like what is, what's not to love about this movie? You're forgetting Um, the woman from the faculty too there. Yes, the woman from the faculty. Don't forget about Um, Diggy Tag. Tay Diggs. Well, I was taking all these notes, but Joe kept talking to me when I was trying to get my notes when we were watching. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Did Joe look at you during the scare scenes to make sure you're watching? <laughs> no, has he been trying to, to not, not do it? He's, he's tried to stop, but I can still see like that. I can see his eyes kind of bead to me. Um, guys, I can't tell you how much I love this movie. Um, and I'm with Todd, like this whole hospital scene, like it's fucked up. The saturated chamber. I told Joe, I was like, I was like, Joe, there's one scene in here that fucked me up. And it is the fucking saturated chamber. Like, are you kidding me? You're fucking in that little like roundup little thing. And the guy's looking at you with his little red ball. And you're like, I'm not playing ball today. Get away from me, sir. Um, I don't know. I really like this movie. I'll let someone else talk, but I thought I like it. And it still holds up. It still scares me. All in, okay, hey, in the fucking shaky scenes where you see someone and they do that little shake, no thank you. It's frightening. Um, so I saw this with my best friend Rich in 1999 in the theater, and we both fucking loved this movie. I mean, we just, you know, there's great scary parts. We love the way uh, the doctor moves, like the way he like kind of yeah. clips in and out. We, we fucking love that, and we talked about it all the time. Uh, I bought it on Blue, uh, sorry, on DVD when it first came out. I watched it maybe a couple of years later, and I haven't seen it since. So if you had asked me last week what I rate this film, I would have said it's probably like an 8.5, maybe a 9. Holy fuck do I wish I didn't watch it again. <laughs> Come on, Sometimes, Steve. man, like nostalgia is, uh, you have nostalgia colored eye. Uh, Fickle bitch, nostalgia. Oh my God, did I not like it this time? <laughs> I have so many thoughts about this film. I'll I'll talk about it more in depth later. Uh, But it's funny, Sam, you mentioned it. I I wrote on my review, the first I wrote, House on the Haunted Hill, 1999, brought to you by Blockbuster. (laughs) Because the product placement was so obvious. Um, I I love the, like Joe said, I really love the first scene. Uh, Not for, well, I I loved like the first scene with the, the, um, what Todd said with the, like, everything at the hospital i really love the stuff at the amusement park which shout mm. out it's so obviously the hulk ride from universal studios orlando but uh if you've been on it you know for sure that's what it is so i, I really like that and but i hated the intro title uh so i did a whole class on intro titles 
and it looks so fucking bad in this movie. It looked it's like so bad. It's so bad. It looks like a kid made it in like a first and it's year college so class. So long. It's like yeah. three minutes long. Like, <laughs> right. What the fuck. Like I think it's the first time since I've been on the podcast that I write about the intro titles, but they were so bad that I had to mention them this time. Uh, and there's just a lot of things about this movie I just didn't like. Uh, I liked a few things, but we'll get into them soon. It's just, oh my god, just yeah. come on, guys. Take, a, take a break, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I need to take a break. Just, I'll, I'll I'll talk about it. But yeah, definitely, I was disappointed after seeing it a second time. This a disappointed. Recent time, okay. yeah, big time. I'm uh, I'm closer to Sam with this on this one. Yay! Um, it does have quite a bit of problems. It does. But it's super fun. Um, and I guess we'll just get into it. The ending, the fucking blob ghost thing is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's so my bad. least favorite. It's so bad. It's terrible. What just, were they like, thinking? I was going to say, yeah. I mean, I was like, okay. Like the first two thirds of this movie is like, it's okay. Like I'm like, all right, you know, it's not bad. And then that, yeah, that third, it just falls apart in that third act. Like it really does. Like that fucking blob thing. It just looks so bad. Like there's. There's there was no, no like, setup to it either. Like they no. broke the wall and then the fucking thing comes. Yeah, it's like, really what is yeah. this? right. And like, well, I mean, we're I'm, we're probably, I'm kind of getting all over the place here, but like, like how the fuck does she figure out that like they all got invited that because they're all related somehow? Like she that looked was at just a picture. Completely, it was like completely thrown in yeah. there. Right, but it's like so she knows everyone's last names there. How? Well, yeah, because when he asked them what their names are when he was trying to write out the checks, who remembers people's last names that quickly? Like I, I would. Like, I, <laughs> all right. I like when Tay I mean, Diggs is like, "But I was adopted." <laughs> <laughs> it's such like a random info dump thing that yeah. it's just like it was. Yeah, it was that dumb. One is. It was really dumb. I have a question. Maybe I missed it, but you know how we're supposed to. Okay, so the the. Hospital invited everybody, right? Was that concrete? Apparently, yeah. yeah the ghost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I really appreciated how the characters even questioned that. Like, how the fuck did it get into the internet? And they kind of talked about that. But my question is, if the lady and the doctor were together, mm-hmm. how did he get on the guest list? Okay, if so the house invited him. That's a great question, too, because then I wonder, because he shred. okay, is it the house? Because he shreds her list, and then he's the one that's emailing. So it's like you're telling me he shreds the wife's list, has his own list, but then the house is like, no. Yeah, the house house deletes his list. Yeah. Yeah. It's just dumb as fuck. (laughs) But who would have been on his list, though? Like, why would he, like, who would he have emailed? Just, like, random friends, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I think that's a I guess that's a plot hole then if the doctor showed up and he wasn't invited. I will say uh, uh, if we're going to go positive here, I will say, I think the best part of me is Jeffrey rush. I, you know, he actually does a really good job with Vincent price's character here. And actually at times looks almost identical to Vincent price. Like there's a few uh, shots where I'm like, wow, like that. Did you read the story about that? No. I didn't know. But okay, sometimes so- I do feel like when every time I watch this movie, I do feel like it's Vincent Price that I'm watching. Like I don't ever think of it as an actor who looks like I'm always like this is him. Yeah. So the story behind it is so the the reference to Vincent Price originally, like I, the way it was written, was just in the name. Um. So it was just, you know his name Stephen Price. So that was going to be the only reference to Vincent Price. 
Jeffrey Rush, when he went in to uh, like, not audition, but I guess prepare for the character, uh, decided to go with a John Waters look. Uh, I don't know if you know who John Waters is. He got a super thin mustache, and that's the look he looked. He went to. But when the uh, film crew saw it, they're like, "Holy shit! You look like Vincent Price. I like it. Let's keep it." So it wasn't even intentional to look like Vincent Price because in the script, he wasn't described at all as looking that way. He just did it as a joke to make it look like John Waters, and it looks so much like Vincent Price. But yeah, it, it was awesome. It was such a, and the fact he was named Price was just so cool. I thought a mm-hmm. nice touch to yeah. the story. No, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, it does like they do in a way, obviously stay with the same sort of plot of the original, um, you know, with, you know, the, uh, they just commit to the ghost. And the, yeah, they, exactly. They commit more to the ghost, which I, I like that they did that. Like, you know, if you're going to do a remake, you got to do something a little different. And honestly, I think like maybe even in, if they made this movie today, rather than they made it in 1999 with better effects and stuff like that, it could actually be really cool. It just like in 1999, it just didn't work out the same way, unfortunately. Well, and even like I thought the ghost, I thought that they looked really cool and really scary, like in the video recordings or whatever. But it's just like, why did they think it was a good idea to create that smoke? Like, I would have been fine if it was just a nurse that killed them or the doctor, like just as him doing whatever. But it's like that whole grand thing of the fucking gray smoke yeah that's that's a really good point like they're they were focusing on jeffrey combs why didn't they just like have him he's like the leader you know like the scariest ghost there and why you know i guess it makes sense because his wife is so she's vengeful now or whatever to where like you see a lot of her face in the ghost but it's like she's no like she doesn't get to control the ghost because she's dead now like that's not her fucking house that's not her ghost crew it's the doctors like why wasn't he the main person in that fog i got got a couple issues with her too i agree with that it's like how psycho is she she's cutting off body heads she's killing her lover Mm-hmm. she's the one admittedly fucking over uh jeffrey rush's character at all times cheating on him all the time she's a little gold digger and she goes so far as to like set up these kills and everything and yeah like i i did not like that that she was in charge of it like you said the, mm-hmm. the ghost apparition thing and then for having um porky romano like <laughs> God, stop calling him sorry porky. What, is it, what is his name i'm chris dead Katan. chris, chris <laughs> Katan. <laughs> wait chris Katan's ghost holds up like the thing to let day dig down i'm like come on little buddy and they're both dead joe Joe was like who was that i was like that was chris Catan, and he was like died i'm like joe he literally died 20 seconds ago holding (laughs) the door for uh price (laughs) (laughs) i missed him dying i was like oh shit i didn't even see him die have you guys seen the sequel to this no i don't think so it's not that good (laughs) it's got a yeah reanimator and again though jeff combs yeah i i I agree with what you guys saying so that i wrote that too that they they spent such a large amount of time setting up uh dr vanikit which is uh, jeffrey combs character that he should have been the main ghost like it just he he was also the creepiest i thought Uh, i loved when jeffrey rushed in that illusion room like seeing him in the kind of projector image thing Uh, there was just a lot of cool stuff that they were going with with him and then they kind of just dropped him and it becomes that ghost, like, friggin' CGI thing that uh, they ended up going with. And I thought that was one of the biggest issues with the movie. My other giant issue with the movie 
and where I thought the film would go is they spend such a huge amount of time at the beginning setting up that Jeffrey Rush is basically the master of illusions and his whole thing is to scare people but they never really go with that like it should have been I, I wanted the whole movie to wonder is he in on it or is he not yes. but it's clear super early that he's not and why why even bother showing us all that stuff if you're not going to go that way I think the whole movie you should be wondering like is it him is it not him like and not be sure but man did they drop the ball on that one I agree Steve because like especially when they're at the amusement park like I forgot when I saw this a long time ago I actually thought his wife was the good character and that he was evil for some reason um but it's the other way around but um like you get so excited I was so excited to remember like how much he loved the illusions on and all of that stuff so you're like I don't know it just made me like feel like a kid I was like oh I can't wait to see what he does and then he's like the the camera guy's like I didn't do that it was the house and then he's like oh no and then immediately you know it's not him um I wish they would have done what you said where you're going back and forth thinking is it him or is it the house who killed the uh the guy that was in on it was it the wife the doctor no the um dude was in the control room Oh, I assumed it was well, one of the ghosts. Well, we don't know. Uh, we don't yeah. see it. And Smash his face is ripped in. off. So there's not, it can't be the wife. It's got to be. I the mean, she cut heads off. Yeah, yeah. But this was like perfectly like scalped inside his skull. Like, <laughs> like, that, was a, that was a cool effect. That was a cool effect. That, yeah. No, the, the gore was actually pretty good in this movie. That's one yeah. thing. When they did practical effects, which yeah, wasn't often. Did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, those were good. But I wish they relied on practical effects more and less of the CGI monsters. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah, I think or we got so. questions, Steve. No questions. I was just looking at my notes. Uh, yeah, I just there's a one point, and this is so nineties. Uh, Tay Diggs fucking grabs the girl's ass, and yeah. they, they just yeah. laugh it off like total sexual assault, and they're like, "Ha ha ha!" because so well, she thinks he's cute. It's not a big yeah, exactly. deal. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so that if was, Corker Romano did it. He would shoot it in piss. <laughs> right. I, I love. I, I was a Chris huge Kattan. fan of Chris Kattan uh, in the nineties. Like he was my favorite SNL uh, guy. So I was so happy to see this for that. And, Didn't he play a monkey in like a skit? Yeah, Mr. Pete's. Yeah. And then The Rock played his dad. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good times. Uh, Joe also yeah. had made a comment about the girl that's played by Bridget Wilson. I don't remember her name. The she had her own talk show or did or whatever, how she was like vlogging around. He's like, look, she was like a vlogger back then before it was a thing. Yeah. Like a high eight camera. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. She was the first like YouTube vlogger before it was cool. So yeah, that was fun. <laughs> All right. We rain these, these them. puppies. All it's right. Original uh, and remake. Rate them. All right. Yeah. So uh the original great movie had a great time with it i think you know like i said i don't have the nostalgia colored glasses as everyone else i still think it's a fun time definitely something i would i will watch again and again um so i'm gonna give it an eight solid eight on uh the original and then the remake like i said it you know it's not like the worst movie or anything like that i like the idea i just think the execution wasn't the best um but would I watch it again? Yeah, I probably would because it has some fun to- fun moments in it. So I'll give the remake a six. A six? Slam. Okay. Um, so the original, um, with it being a first-time watch, full-time, um, I'm going to give it a nine. And I feel like I'm going to watch the black and white version like sometime real soon. 
Um, and then the remake, which I love, is <laughs> all of the 90s stuff. Um, I'm going to give it, and my my rating, my my opinion of it doesn't go down, but the only thing I don't like is just the whole ghost fog. Um, but setting that aside, I'm going to rate it in 7.9. Ooh, I thought I heard a nine there. I thought I was going to say eight. <laughs> uh, I'm going original, 8.75. And I'm going remake, a solid seven. I can forgive the uh, weird-ass title title credits and the ghost blob fog thing. Yeah, uh, just quickly, because I didn't talk about it, but I find you should watch the original in black and white. If you're gonna watch it, because I agree, I feel that the color version makes it a little like it makes it brighter, which takes away some of the eeriness that you feel, especially in the big scares and stuff. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Like that scared wasn't the same. Like especially the caretaker scare. Right, exactly. Like just in color, it wasn't as effective as it was in black and white. Absolutely. Like cool. Like if you've seen the movie a lot of times, and I would recommend checking out the color just to get something different, but. Uh, watch it black and white the first time if you're going to watch it. So for me, I, I would give the original 8.75 like Todd. Uh, however, the remake, even though I would have given it 8.5 like a week ago, now I'd give it a 5. I really did not like it this time. <laughs> you know, it's uh, there's just too many issues that I couldn't overlook. Why do you do this to me? <clears throat> I know. What can I say? You know, like, uh, I really I, I actually... It's the first time I think I've said this since I've been in a pod. I actually kind of wish I didn't rewatch it <laughs> because uh, the memory of it was better than the execution. You didn't like Marilyn Manson? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet no, Dreams sorry. is great. <laughs> Apparently, he was supposed to play uh, the uh, Dr. Vanneket originally. Oh, hell no. <clears throat> oh, hell no. I agree. Yeah. No, I'm happy they didn't but because I love Jeffrey Combs, too. But uh, yeah, so that's my but rating. I but how do, how are they gonna get down at the, like in the end? Of the they're movie? fucked. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. There, there's apparently a scene after this uh, that they filmed that they didn't put in the movie, and the cleaners come in, the caretakers show up and find them on the ledge, and that's how they ah. come down. So they, the, they the went all go back. the way to the fucking attic. Yeah. <laughs> so well, the, the windows come back up. The caretakers, which is supposed to be like the same type of people, the blind lady and everything. We're supposed to get them off so that was supposed to be how i mean i guess out. that makes sense because if the house is dead or the ghosts are dead then you would assume that it would because if it's just the spirits holding everything down and locking it down once they're gone or whatever i'll buy it i like that Go they... cash in those checks guys <laughs> i like that they kept the architecture on but the house is so like weird in both movies too like they're just so fucking bizarre it's cool though all right i gotta say i like the setting of the remake over the original the yeah. hospitals scarier uh, i i agree I, the, the house itself was spookier and more interesting than the original the, the original had kind of a boring house other than the, the pit <laughs> yeah you know, it was in a very interesting looking house but uh except from the outside the outside looked really interesting but mm -hmm. inside uh, i'm yeah. gonna have to revisit the title card stuff that you guys are talking about because when joe was playing it he had to skip it forward a little bit i think yeah, well, because, yeah, why well, fast Is that why you so skipped it? Because you're like, it's so long? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'll have to No, it's, it's, I mean, it just looks like, like, someone did it, like, with their, like, you know, computer graphic design, yeah. Yeah, 90s it's, class it's, or whatever. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Yeah.
Maybe they had a contest. Maybe Blockbuster had a contest and the winners maybe. do the intro card. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right. So next week we're doing Godzilla versus Kong, our first yeah. theatrical film oh gosh, in I over a year. Should we watch Joe? Do you think we should watch? Well, what are you guys gonna watch to like get ready for this to celebrate? I mean, I think we should definitely watch Kong Skull Island because we haven't seen it yet. Definitely, it's great. And uh, maybe go back and rewatch the Godzilla King of Monsters, yeah, newest one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I rewatched all three already getting ready for this, so cool. Yeah, it's uh, I I like King of Monsters, it's probably my favorite of the three so far, just because even though the humans were bad, the fucking oh the fights yeah, are amazing. so awesome yeah <laughs> wait so are you guys going you guys are going to the theater too no they're not open in canada oh, um, so at like, first it... it wasn't coming out at all uh so at first they were only really seeing theaters in canada but our theaters are closed so it's like fuck you you know uh yeah. but apparently enough people complain so they're releasing it on vod uh, oh, wow. tomorrow and todd so. you're going to the theater no i'll do vod oh why are we yeah, going it's to the on theater HBO Max, so because trying to get covid i thought we were all risking our lives. <laughs> I, got, I got my shot i got my shot already yeah we'll be all right who the hell is going to the theater right now anyway we'll be all good. right well, i'll give you guys my nacho rating next I week s- then i said to sam i mean we've been out to like restaurants so how is it any more dangerous than going it's out riskier restaurants you know? got silverware and stuff yeah, yeah right i agree exactly yeah. all right horse squad approved for well yeah i guess three out of the four <laughs> definitely yeah definitely for the original definitely yes for the original. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all right all right see you later bye Oh, <laughs> my